and welcome to another episode of the Full Force Weekly, brought to you by General Joe's Reborn.com. With me as your host, Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic 80. For today's episode, I'm all on my own. In this regular video series, I round up all the week's news in the world of G.I. Joe. What is it, me? It's the Full Force Weekly. Yes, it is. Hello, good morning, and welcome. It is the Full Force Weekly, brought to you by General Joe's Reborn.com, with me as your host on his own today, Christopher McLeod, a.k.a. Diagnostic 80. Hope everyone is doing well this morning. Hope everyone's having a good start to their weekend. I mean, it's only just started, technically. Um, yeah, no, no Pat today, unfortunately. Again, it was the um, Friday issue. I just couldn't do it on Friday. Couldn't do it yesterday, and don't ha- I, we have to i kind of have to do it as early as possible on a saturday so uh and uh, yeah it's unfortunately pat has been ridiculously busy uh doing edits uh all night so it's just me today sorry about that we will try and get back on track as soon as possible it's just ridiculous at the moment and of course things will get will you know ease up um and then we can maybe find an actual regular time for it i hope everyone's doing well, lots of comments coming in already. Uh, Shug It has come in already. Thanks to Figure Six Pack. You just want to hear me say that again, didn't you? Uh, Paisano, hello. Johnny, uh, Slave, The Real Zim, Vega Man. And yeah, I hope everyone's doing really well. Um, yeah, br- put your comments in. We'll have a nice little early morning weekly to get through. Lots of stuff to kind of delve into, I guess. I did do a uh, news burst covering a lot of the things um, like in the week. But um, there's some stuff I want to kind of cover again, and I want to do some comparison shots as well. So we'll be looking at um, all sorts of news today. We've got uh, page punches, uh, which sort of a bit of a lukewarm reception, I would say, on that to say that, you know, to put it in the politest manner. Um, But we'll talk through those again, um, probably quite briefly, considering the depth I went in. Well, the depth. We just talked for a long period of time. It wasn't like... It wasn't like I went into any kind of like serious, you know, deep, you know what I'm saying? Um, And then, of course, we've got Super 7 reaction reveals. um, And uh, something I wanted to kind of maybe uh, talk a little bit about is that um, Brian did an interview as well with uh, Fweebs. So um, maybe that would be uh, something to mention uh, during that Super Super 7 segment. And... Uh, we've got mask animation possibly around the corner, but probably not, uh, just to spoil that for everybody. And the other thing I wanted to do today was have a little preview of the Hasbro Live event, the inevitable Hasbro Live event, let's face it. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that, and we'll go through what I expect to see. So that's where I'm doing the preview for the uh, for the live event. I was going to do it as a standalone video, but I thought, no, I'll just I'll throw it in the weekly, and we can add it to, to this, because, you know, uh, the, the stuff we've already covered... Uh, in the week. It seems like, you know, a bit redundant going through the same things. So I thought, yeah, let's talk about uh, what what I might expect or what we expect to come from that Hasbro live event, uh, which is almost inevitably going to be towards the end of the month um, based on that uh, Entertainment Earth drop zone uh, information. Anyway, Good morning, everyone. Loads of people are talking Joe's in. Jack Knight, Flaffle, Travis Moody's in in the house. Uh, oh, you're on Central Time at the moment. That's the only reason you're saying hi this morning. Uh, I like it. Um, page punches is the end of classified. I don't think so. 
but I know that's a joke, but yeah, we'll, we'll have a look. Afternoon from the UK, says Tac Tac. Afternoon indeed. Hope all my UK brethren are doing well. Um, let's well, let's get into that, Tac Tac. Let's talk first of all then, um, and a couple of things I will point out. Uh, no videos today because I just didn't have time to put them together. So we'll just have the bumper and then I'll kind of not have the uh, script ready that I should have had, knowing that this was going to be the case. Um, so if you just bear with me for like 10 seconds, um, we'll get onto the first news item. Maybe, probably not at this rate. There we go. We'll get to the first news item, which is page punches. Yes, McFarlane Toys have revealed their brand new officially licensed G.I. Joe page punches featuring a base, two sets of three-inch minifigures and two comics. Set one includes Duke and Snake Eyes and set two contains Cobra Commander and the Crimson Guard. Both sets come with two comics each that correspond with the included characters and will set you back a cool $16.99 per set. Um, now, I've got the link in the description for Hasbro Pulse but they have sold out, which is, I, 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 that's a good omen, I guess. But um, I imagine they had very, very few um, to like shift in the first place. Uh, in any case, that is, um, that is, you know, all the information really that we need. Um, now, I've got to admit, I think when this news came out, and I'll, let's, let's, let's talk about Tac Tac Toys question first. I wonder if McFarlane will do seven-inch scale Joes as page punches. I can't see it personally. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen, obviously. Um, but from I, I don't know. I just I just don't know. Especially when you look at all of the other companies that are doing similar scale figures. You know, you've got uh, Super Seven effectively doing seven-inch figures. Now it probably won't correspond or cro crossover with what they produce with what they produce for ultimates for obvious reasons because they're focusing on the sunbow cartoon now the um the other thing to the uh, yeah yeah the other companies obviously of course classified is close you're talking six inch scale of course um mezco they do six inch as well um so there are a few companies that have would have similar scale GI Joe product on, I would say on shelves, but online. <laughs> and um, so, with that, I'm not sure if they if they flood the market again with another company doing another, you know, kind of similar scale. Just just from my point of view, that's not to say it won't happen because you know the fact that we've got Mezco classified Super Seven. The fact that we've got all these companies doing similar scales, you know, what's what hurt? Where's the hurt in, or where's the harm in doing another one? Um, obviously, the harm is in the, the consumer, unfortunately, because we're the ones that have to uh, try and, you know, buy it all. Or we don't have to, but you know what I mean. We're the ones forking out the cash for it. So I would have to say, I think I don't expect them to do seven-inch scale Joes. I think this is probably what we'll get with McFarlane Toys. Or they'll see if they, this is really successful, maybe they might move into doing the seven-inch ones as well. 
Um, it kind of like I I must admit it depends really as well. Like I mean, in terms of what how the the quality of the figure is what I'm getting at. Could you see yourselves buying another line of Joes? I mean, there probably wouldn't be that many of them. How many page punches have they had for DC? I mean, might be quite a few, but like, it's not like a classified amount, is it? Um, anyway, let me know in the comments because I know nothing about page punches really. I didn't even know they existed until uh, GI Joe and Transformers got on the on the bandwagon. I've had never seen them in stores ever in any store and i'm i'm always looking at stuff like i'm always checking out and paying attention to what's on this on the shelves like not just on the gi joe section but like what's going on elsewhere so i'm really surprised i never saw anything like that but thank you for the the question tactic or the yeah the, the ponderment <laughs> the pondering wonderment i just can combined two words um yeah, so what we're saying on the page punches, I find it funny that McFarlane sketched a few issues of Joe Joe back in the day before he became famous with Spawn. Yes, figure six pack, that's very true. And those issues are quite like, they're almost like, um, they're very, they stand out, don't they? And I don't think he got more work off the back of them, uh, funnily enough. But what's interesting about that as well is the comics they've included. Like, I think talking coming back to these particular ones rather than the seven inch ones um the, and this answers this question by paisano are the included comics new stories no they're existing idw releases uh or you know previous back issues from idw uh that kind of maybe highlight the character that, that comes with them in some way so obviously you've got uh that duke special missions uh issue that duke obviously you know comes with um, you've got the uh, that Snake Eyes cover with the Viper. I can't remember which um, what storyline is going on in that, but um, effectively, yeah, it's a Snake. It's Snake Eyes centric, I would imagine, or at least the cover is. Um, and then you've got that Crimson Guard cover um, as well for the Crimson Guard, and you've got the Cobra Commander in the Missile Headquarters, which was actually a variant cover for that issue, and I don't think has anything to do with what's going on on the cover. Um, but I find that interesting as well. But it's effectively they're just getting covers, aren't they, that correspond with the character that they're including in the comic two pack. Um, what is interesting though is the fact that they've had to like um, chop off the IDW logo um, and just have the issue number underneath. I do find that quite interesting. I think for variant cover chases, there's something there. But for me, it's like nah, I'm just not interested. Um, Perfect introduction for a younger audience, says Death Valley Machine. Possibly. Um, again, there are lots of minifigures out there. I mean, this could be a cool way to get comics and a little, you know, little toy. But they're $16.99 as well. And I know that when you break it down, that does actually make sense. And I don't really know what I'm expecting. I think my brain is still in like a, a you know, like early 2000s pricing vibe. So like a sixteen ninety nine sort of you know for two two reissues and two very very small figures is a little bit like is that worth it? But uh, probably at this in this day and age, looking at other you know um, other items um, available and other comparisons to other things, and yeah, it probably is. But sixteen ninety nine, I'm kind of thinking eh, I'm all right. I'm good. <laughs> I'm all right. Um, but yeah, like again, probably not aimed at me. 
hundred percent. I do think, but I do think like they could have made this really cool, and I don't think it would have taken too much effort. They could have done McFarlane covers for old issues that seem to be up for grabs. Do you know what I mean? To kind of throw in these things, they could have done. Like McFarlane could have done like special covers for these, um, for those issues, like a, like a variant cover, which would have made it so much more interesting and very much more collectible than what these kind of are at the moment. I'm sort of hoping that as it as it moves forward, maybe to the next wave, the next wave of figures, that they move into Skybound, because I know they haven't had much in the way of um, they haven't had much in the way of um, issues so far. But they've missed a trick already with Cobra Commander and Duke. Putting Cobra Commander and Duke in, while when Cobra Commander and Duke issues specific miniseries were being touted, is a little crazy to me. Like, unless they do the kind of Cobra Commander that's in that ish, that first issue, with, you know, the kind of old snake vibe. Um, and if they do Duke as the kind of like, you know, unshaven kind of like on the run rogue sort of guy. Um I don't I just see that as a really missed opportunity in doing a Duke and Cobra Commander. But then again, you I suppose you've got the option with with those characters that you can do multiples. Um but you don't really want to see Duke and Cobra Commander for a while. Do you know what I mean? So maybe that is for the best. And then when Skybound have got a few more issues under their belt, you can kind of delve into that again with Duke and Cobra Commander and do specific minifigs that that correspond with those um but yeah uh, there's a lot of things here that they've almost like just by releasing them have hang, hamstrung themselves with the with the old kind of comics and again if it's not something interesting and new i don't know how i don't know how like attractive these would be to a younger audience anyway um, can you see this as a test for McFarlane where Hasbro would phase out doing toys and just license products out? I can see it being a test. I can see it kind of being like, you know, testing the waters a little bit, maybe. Um, someone said, love your videos and Toy Habits said BBTS leaked four of the coming O-ring figures. Yeah, we've had loads of leaked O-ring um, information. Um, BBTS did it. I mean, Toy Habits aren't aren't the ones, well, they're, they're reporting on it, of course. But yeah, BBTS leaked those a while ago. And in fact, we've had we've had a lot of O-ring leaks. Um, uh, the, the ones that you're probably referring to um, were leaked very recently, but the, they leaked even more than that prior to that. So you might be a little behind on the on the O-ring leaks at the moment. Um, We've done, yeah, we've we've reported on a few of those. Um, there's quite a few now. It's like Snake Eyes cartoon. It's uh yeah, Duke and Ramar. Yeah, do you remember the yeah, Duke and Ramar were like were in there too, and that's why we think they're gonna be like um kind of like maybe uh, vibing of that kind of mass device. Was it mass device? The first miniseries, basically. Um, what else have we got in there? Cobra Commander cartoon, we've got um Covergirl blonde hair, and there's a few others as well. There's like six at the end of the day, I think. But yeah, so th th yeah, there's more than four, and BBTS, I think, leaked all of them. <laughs> um, I hope they don't do seven inch page punches, it's just not needed, says Brad. Yeah, 
I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. That, I'm, I think I'd have to see them. If I saw them and thought, oh, they're cool and different, and you know, the comic makes sense that they're attached to, then great. Maybe they're saving those for Skybound, and you could get like different versions. Like again, like I say, like that that old Snake version of Cobra Commander as a Mark McFarlane seven-inch figure would be worth buying. Um, Duke as a disheveled, like row on the run sort of guy. In, the, in his design in that comic would be worth it with a Skybound issue one behind him. 100% be into that. But if you're just doing the same design, but in a different articulation, in a McFarlane articulation, in a McFarlane design style with an IDW comic behind it, I'm not sure I'm that, that interested or bothered. Um, Miguel says, to me, the concept of page punches is to get little kids into the line in comics. Totally cool with me, Miguel, if that is the aim. And it is it, not only, it's got to not just be the aim, it's got to be the outcome, hasn't it? Um, and if they don't set, well, they're sold out, which is great, but the kids aren't on Pulse. Kids aren't buying that stuff off Hasbro Pulse. That is all, um, you know, uh, premium members and, and, you know, us fans, us aged fans um but yeah i i do agree that that if that's the aim brilliant but it has to also be the outcome it has to be the end game as well it has to be that those kids buy those sets and they bother their parents to get them that that those comic packs um but will it if it doesn't have i mean yes the comics obviously provide that extra so that's what you're hoping you're hoping the kid sees the comics and goes oh yeah let's I want that because it's got comics in it, you know, media to go along with it. Um, really difficult when it doesn't have its own animation or, you know, live action series or whatever. It's, it's yeah, but it's still, I agree. If it's the aim, fantastic, but it's got to be the outcome as well. Um, Cobra Commander, Bats, Blonde, Scarlet, Snake Eyes, 1985, I hope, Blue. Oh, yeah, the bat, the Blue Bat is the other one, wasn't it? Um, yeah, so there's six the, the, at the moment, I think, that we know of. Um, Four of them, um, the ones that came out recently, only two of them were new, and that was Cobra Commander and the Battle Android Trooper. The other two had already been leaked, revealed. Um, can't wait. Oh, they, oh, that was it. They were leaked in Target System. So the O-rings were leaked in Target System, and then BBTS posted four. Two of them were new. There you go. There's the full story. Um, can't wait for Super 7 O-Rings to come out. I will put a few orders at Bid Bad Toy Store. Have a great morning. Full force. Love your channel. Have to go. We'll be watching on the cell. Enjoy G.I. Joe action figures collecting 66 JoJo fan. <laughs> the longest name ever. Thank you very much. Um, might have made sense putting reprints of Duke and Cobra Commander number one from the current image run to push that universe. Exactly, Mike. Exactly what I'm thinking. But I think because of the way it lined up, and then I, the, the other things come into mind here. But they knew Sky. They knew a new company were coming in to take over from the comics. They knew that well before this was starting to be developed. Surely, surely, because that was that was like, what was it like? The end of IDW's run. Then they like was was the yeah. Then there was almost like a year, almost a year before Skybound was attached to it. So there is no way in hell that these were being developed before the IDW lost the license or before the news of IDW's license were coming to an end. So you wonder if they might have just gone, let's wait, let's hold off and let's and obviously they, would, they must have been they were talking to Hasbro as well. Um so they must have been in a in a mindset of should we wait for the new publisher 
or should we just do it? And it looks like they just went and did it. But that becomes a situation where because they're developing these and they're doing them at a certain time, they're getting things lined up. Skybound haven't released any comics at that point. So there's nothing to... And that's all going to be super secret G14 classified. So, yeah. So there comes this like weird kind of like situation where you end up kind of, I don't know, like in a limbo where you can't use Skybound. You have to use this situation. And, and that's where we are right now. Um, Matt says, these are definitely not for me, but happy for those whose itch is this scratches. Well, again, that's a good, it's a good way to look at it. Definitely. Um, I wonder when the O-ring figures will be revealed, says Doomed. Well, it's got, I would imagine Yojo June would be the, uh, or July, June or July, like June for Yojo June or July for SDCC is my guess because they're coming out in, they're going to be in hand on shelf, et cetera, et cetera, in October. So um, because of that time frame, you just go back like what, three months usually. So you like August, August, September, October. No, maybe more than that. July. So probably, probably SDCC would be my would be my guess when you think about it uh, for the for the O rings. Um, I'm interested in seeing those two. Says Matt. Yep, the O rings, of course. Um, Mark says from Talking Joe. Shout out, Mark. Massive missed opportunity. They could have duped one with this figure, looking very close, and Cobra Commander issue one cover having the same design. A hundred percent. I mean, I just said that. One hundred percent agree with you, Mark. Like, um, I think it's really just down to the fact that. Well, that's a good point as well. They are more mature. There's a lot more gore and 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 uh, yeah, like violence in the new Skybound run. So maybe that. But then again, IDW wasn't holding back. The the a real American hero was not holding back. Um, nor you know. So I think that you know, like that, that Duke issue has like a, a, a few moments of like intense military kind of realism in it. And I, so I think, yeah, I don't think it, I mean, it is a little bit, it is more, definitely there's more, I don't know, there's more kind of moments in the new Skybound stuff where you're like, yeesh, but like in these ones, I don't think it was, they weren't holding back. Larry was, was going a little bit like crazy. Silent option had people getting cut up left, right and center. Um, but I know that isn't included in these issues, but I'm, I'm pretty sure these weren't like missing any violence. Um, Chaz says, this is perfect for the person that doesn't like comics or action figures. That's hilarious. Um, hundred percent agreed, Chris, it has to be the outcome. Yeah, totally. But again, I totally, I'm, I'm on board with people that say if their aim is to get a younger audience on board, I'm all for it. And if that is the aim and that is the uh, uh, attempt, then I'm not. I'm not going to say no. You know, that's a, a wrong thing. That's exactly what you want it to be. But like I said, you want it to be kind of like the thing. Looking at the figure there as well. I mean, it. it they're all right, but I think there are better minifigures on on the market. At least this is a a Duke from, and they've. It looks like they've utilized the Duke from the 50th anniversary two pack with. Um, tombstone doesn't it it looks like that sort of design i'd have to i should have got that up as a comparison but that's that's the kind of design that it kind of strikes me as i'm actually gonna have a quick look while we're on it's not like anyone's going anywhere is it yeah it's not like <laughs> i'm doing it like well i'm just gonna do this quickly bear with me it's like well if you're here you're here um and you're just gonna have to put up with me 
looking at things online. Um, Duke, where I, where is your Duke? Oh, there he is. He's that one. Um, Conrad Hauser, version 837. No, version, was he 51? My goodness. 51. That's like how old Duke is. Anyway, there's the Duke. You can see that kind of green, kind of like secondary on him. I think it's that that version, basically. It looks like that version, with obviously less, <laughs> much less in terms of deco. Because obviously the secondary on this one has like the black straps with the buckles and then like kind of tan, like not tan, but like grayish tan. Beige is the word I'm looking for. Um like uh, pouches but anyway it's effectively that that figure uh design um these same comics and figures were shown at toy fair summer 2023 which was around the same time as skybound launch so pipeline of development was probably well ahead of skybound as you say yeah ahead of skybound but ahead not ahead of knowing that they were changing and of course if they're talking to hasbro at this point i know hasbro aren't saying like um, oh, Skybound are going to be that they're not saying that to them, but they're going to have to tell them or say they're changing publishers. And I think the news was out at that point. And also the stuff they had out at, um, at uh, what was it? I can't even remember what it was. Was it SDCC? Yeah, the stuff they had out at SDCC was, or Toy Fair, sorry, whatever it was. I think it was SDCC, Mark. Um, but you might be right. Uh, and in any case, whatever they were showing off that time was so basic. And they just, it, I felt like they just grabbed a couple of issues. And that's what everyone was thinking. They just, oh, it's just to show, you know, a couple of comics that, you know, how, just, it's kind of like a mock up. So they're just grabbing a couple of comics and they're grabbing a couple, and they've done a couple of very basic figures. And it turned out to be, no, that's exactly what the figures are. And that's exactly what the comics are going to be. So it's funny that, yeah, they uh, they kind of had that. Anyway, um, Page Punch has come with comics, and Todd has said, has said that, um, to be fair, Mike has said what? That they, that they release new content via those comics. Ah, I see. That's cool. And again, like, I do hope they do that in the future. Maybe, like, yeah, maybe this is a little tester. But uh, to me, it's like, I mean... Do do go all out first out the gate because what's the point in doing a test? It's just a waste of money if it does it's not successful. So why don't you just go hard? And if it doesn't do what you need it to do, then you back out and you only lose out on, you know, one aspect there. Whereas this way, you've kind of put in so you've 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 basically done the same amount of work. Really, because I mean, what, what you, I mean, a cover you could do like that isn't like that isn't crazy to do, it doesn't have to be new stories, but a new cover wouldn't have been hard work at all, not for them. They could have churned that out, no worries. Um, anyway, um, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to, to, to think of the thought, think of the thought to think that they might have new stuff going forward, uh, with like you know with maybe skybound as a as a partner in it as well um anyway they should call these wall punches when you realize you paid good money for these hilarious um from Chaz. right um i think yeah we've talked about enough of this this is going to take me like three months to get through this episode isn't it because i'm doing this again um yeah anyway that is 
um, page punches. A few more images to have a look at. Packaging looks quite interesting. Again, that kind of clear plastic bubble, so you can see everything nice and clear. And 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 you know the figures are on on show. You can see what fi uh, issue. Well, you can see what one of the issues is. Maybe the other issue is turned back to front, so you can see both. I don't know. Uh, or maybe the back has like a um, has like a card on it that's got like you know, cross-sell information, not cross-sell, but, you know, the usual info, like you see on the back of a of a toy a lot of the time, like a piece of paper that, you know, shows, like, other things going on on the back. And, you know, like, your, all your other um, things you expect, like legal, small print, and uh, maybe file cards. I don't know, whatever you expect. Um, but I haven't seen the backs of them yet, and I don't think anyone has, uh, unless they are on images on uh, Hasbro Pulse, but I don't think there are. Anyway... Um, there you go. I'm looking for, I'm looking hopefully that they do exclusive comics in the future, but you know, they're, they're all right. They've been presented nicely on Hasbro Pulse, I must admit, on these, uh, on this kind of promo images, uh, kind of like really zhuzhing them up. But I, I do love the fact that IDW has been cut off completely from any of the, from any of the, uh, the comics. It's like, for obvious reasons, they're not the publisher anymore, but they still created these comics. It's not like you cut off, uh, the Marvel logo on re and maybe they did did they cut off the marvel logo did they have marvel logos i think they did it said marvel comics on it didn't it did they cut those off on reissues i don't know i've never really paid attention and i've got there's been so many times when they've reissued comics like issue one has been reissued about 25 times and i'm not i'm not even exaggerating i think that issue has come out since it since it first made it out about 25 times and I don't think that's an exaggeration. It might be more than that. It's been re-released -re so many times. I have so many issue one re-releases. Any case, it's you know for good reason. It's a, it's a it's absolute you know benchmark of uh, of the GI Joe. You know it's a it's a real major thing in it. And same as issue twenty one, um, the the silent issue has been reissued a lot of times. But um, I don't think I don't think any comic has been reissued more than G.I. Joe issue one. Uh correct me if I'm wrong. Um I'm I'm just I'm there there is an element of exaggeration and, and joke uh, tongue in cheek there, but let me know in the comments. Um right, there's Cobra Commander just to get the full view of all of the designs um of these figures. Not looking too bad actually in um from that angle. Not a great amount of articulation, of course, but it's just a little minifigure. You don't expect it. They're just going to be statues for the most part anyway. Um, and that one actually looks pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. I quite like that as a design. Might be the lighting and angle, but I think it looks good. Crimson Guard, all right. Obviously, um, you know, with Cobra Commander, you've got the lots of breaks with a lot of deco hits, actually. You've got the stripe on the helmet, the chrome on the mask, the red of the logo and the belt buckle, the black of the gloves and the belt, the black of the straps, uh, the second, well, not the secondary, but the molded knife and sheath on his thigh, and the black shoes. And then you come to the Crimson Gardens only, you know, it's the black, the red, and the and the kind of silvery color, or the white color. Again, not bad, um, but again, there's there's more going on with the Cobra Commander figure, I think. So uh, it kind of makes it look a little better. Anyway, there you go. That's page punches. In that's we've talked far too. I've talked far too long on page punches uh, this week, in actual fact. Uh, so let's. Let's get stuck into a bit of Super 7 news next.
Yes, the latest issue of Toy Collector magazine features a brand new reveal on the cover for three upcoming Super 7 G.I. Joe reaction figures, Tiger Force Sabretooth, Red Jackal and the Snow Serpent. Now, Sabretooth is a repaint of the Firefly mold and brings to life a figure we never truly saw officially in the line after it showed up in a 1987 Toy Fair catalogue, although you could count that second version of Wreckage as the closest approximation. Um, we did get wreckage like i said eventually but there are deco differences and of course the name super seven will be revisiting the palatoy red jackal character once again after the ultimates figure was released last year and the snow serpent clearly takes its cues from the sunbow animation based on that all white deco and stylized design um right then let's talk about this now like i said i've, I've talked about this already in um I've talked about, sorry, I've talked about this already in terms of, um, how can I put it, um, in, in detail, I guess. But I didn't really do any kind of comparisons to their kind of original forms. Now, this is the Toy Collector magazine, first and foremost. So we'll kind of get into these. Um, nice, obviously, like, the, the Toy Collector get this a lot. The, the, this particular kind of um, subscribed magazine, really cool, by the way, um, is... Uh, it's worth getting as well. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm a big fan of magazines. Um, I love that that vibe from like 80s and 90s when I used to, you know, be all over. Like, okay, this is this is a fun thing to talk about, and I think I don't I don't care if it's going on a tangent. Um, some of the magazines I used to love as a, when I was a kid, um, and I know that some of you in the states probably won't be able to um, relate to this, but we had a, a computer games magazine called Computer and Video Games. And it was, we used to call it C and VG. It was amazing. Like, I loved it. I would like pour over it. They would have reviews of new games that were out, screenshots of all the new things, like all stuff that was coming. Uh, it was like, it was the internet before the internet, basically, for, for computer games. And it was the best. Who had computer and video games magazine as when they were younger in the UK? Because it was my favorite magazine, hands down, my favorite magazine. Then, um, I'd also occasionally get um, White Dwarf, which was the kind of Warhammer figure painting um, magazine. Again, very UK based, very UK related. Um, let me know in the comments if, yay, you used to get that, Mark. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, computer and video games, yeah. Um, so computer and video games, the occasional white dwarf, because they were expensive white dwarf magazines. They were like but they were really thick as well. There was a lot, lot in them and lots of like tips and how to paint and you know, all the kind of games, gaming stuff. It was it was amazing. Um it was a lot of it was a little bit over my head, honestly. Um uh, and but like I still just enjoyed the hell out of it, you know. Magazines were like the internet before the internet. Exactly. That's what I love to I have said it so many times before. It's like a it's like a famous quote now. Stupid quote, but it's it's mine. Um what else? Um there is a tons. Um I'm we're gonna get into another tangent in a second on things like um uh Panini sticker albums. My god. I would. I loved sticker albums. We had the the Action Force one was probably my favorite of all time, and I still have it. I still have it completed at home in the UK. Uh, one of my favorite ever uh, sticker albums is the Action Force one with Duke on the front, um, like you know the, the that one, and then you open up and it's all like the Sunbow cartoon, and it's 
Um, it's just it's just amazing. It's um, absolutely incredible. I love that 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 one. And I know the US guy. I know you US guys had the GI Joe version, uh, but we used to love going into the little store. We had a little shop across from our bus stop, which was literally a, a thirty second walk from my house. Right, so I'd walk from my house up the road onto the main road where the bus would pick us up, and across the road from there was this spa shop. It was called S P A R Spa Shop. And it was actually it was called Pennies originally before it became a spa shop. But originally it was a, it was called Pennies because it was it was owned by um, you know by a, a a woman called Penny. And so we'd go in there and it was like they call it you know also it had Penny Sweets and stuff. But she was called Penny, and um, they had they would have like the the sticker um, boxes on the on the the pay where you go to pay for you know sweets and stuff and and crisps. And the, the there would be the the action force stickers, and we would rinse them. Every, she would struggle to keep them in stock. Like it was soon as like they, the new a new stack was put out there, we'd be in there and we'd be like we'd grab as many as we could, as many as we could afford. Uh, they were only really they were really cheap, I remember. But anyway, yeah, they were great. Um, let's see what you guys are saying. Figure six pack, Game Pro and EGM were mostly common in the USA related to video games. I think I remember picking up a Game Pro um, a magazine actually when I was younger. Um, really enjoyed it as well. Again, I, I you know, I, I, I just love magazines, honestly. Um, I and I read White Dwarf at school library. I just like looking at the pictures. Kind of the same on that one, Mark. Honestly, uh, PC Gamer is another classic, Sean. Absolutely. Um, Chaz says, back in my day, we had to read words on paper. Now, get off my lawn. Yeah, exactly. Don't give him the stick. You used to read Lee's Action Figure News and Toy Review, GL. I mean, we missed out on those. We'd get, we'd only get those in like, uh, like on sort of, sort of a special import. Uh, but yeah, Lee's Action Figures guide was amazing. Uh, and the Toy Review one was really cool too. Um, I loved as well, like in kind of fairly recent times, getting Toy Fair Magazine and Wizard. For the comics, I used to really enjoy getting those um, and re reading those as well. Um, I had the Voltron and the GI Joe Panini album says Figure Six. Ah, oh, Voltron, that was cool. There was an interesting like, there was an interesting Voltron period in the UK where we had Voltron stuff on shelves. I remember picking up a Voltron like figure, like the one where you put all the things together, all, all kind of you know connects together, but it was like um, squidgy. And it was very like like the it was very just very simple like plug in parts sort of thing. Um, but I remember getting that from a Gerald's like in the eighties and just loving it, not really knowing anything about it, but just thought it was really cool. Um, and yeah, because I didn't, I'd never seen the cartoon or anything at that stage. Um, I love getting new magazines back then. It was one of the only ways for new info of upcoming games. Oh, want it real Zim? Like it was the only way. You could, I, I remember seeing. In computer and video games, they had a section where it was like, and look, this is what's being developed at the moment. And it was the Sega CD. It was the um, the Mega CD, like with the kind of that that one that never really came out. I think it was like the, the one where it looked like a Mega Drive on the top and had the CD uh, thing on the bottom, like kind of connected. And I remember they revealed that as that was being, that was coming out. And I never saw anything about it. Obviously, I think... I think it did come out in very small um, quantities, maybe in like um, Japan and maybe the US, but I don't think the UK ever saw it or they didn't see it when they were saying it was going to be coming out. Um, 
I got White Dwarf occasionally in Computer and Video Games magazine as well. Tac Tac, brilliant. I love it. I loved Computer and Video Games. It was great. I even wanted, it made me want to do my own magazine when I was a kid. So I drew a, a cover of the Contra guys. Um, and I, st I probably still have that somewhere. I'm going to have to try and dig that stuff out. But as a kid, I drew this cover for my own computer game magazine. I can't even remember what I called it, but it was effectively, I used the Contra. Uh, cover the video game cover to, to to do the cover it was yeah it was fun and i and it made me and then i i would like write articles and like set like staple them together to make like a crap magazine <laughs> um toy fair was my jam late 90s early 2000s tac tac yes there was a g1 transformers panini sticker album i had yes i remember that as well being out but and not collecting all of it um i tell you what i did collect though Friggin' Premier League sticker albums. I had every Premier League sticker album from like 90... I think they, the first one came out in 93 or 92. I know the first Premier League was 92, 93 season, but I think it came out in 93, the first one. And I had every one up to about 97, I want to say. Um, and we used to absolutely go nuts on those. Oh, my God. Um, anyway. Pen yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I want, I'm sure our US pals are wondering what Panini has to do with stickers. They are sandwiches. Yeah, absolutely. Toy Fair and Wizard are my go-to sources of comics and toys, says Mike. I wish we had them, honestly. that I'd have been all over that. Wizard was my first insight into custom action figures. That I think a lot of people have said that, Tac Tac, where you'd get like a magazine like that that would highlight customs somehow, and you'd be like, oh, wow. They did sell Panini sticker albums in the US. The trademarks are what made them sell. Okay, cool. Thank you, Figure Six Pack. Um, yeah, the EPL rule, says Chaz. Um, good call on Panini. That was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that's toy that's the little magazine chat tangent we've gone on. There were loads more magazines I used to buy as a kid. I used to love them and comics as well. But um, in terms of um in terms of magazines like I just computer and video games is one that just always sticks with me as being just so much joy in that so much joy. Um, anyway, Toy Collector magazine have revealed Sabretooth, Red Jackal, and Snow Serpent. Now for Sabretooth, um, I like the fact that they've gone very close, almost. Uh, I, I would say it's it's really close to the original Sabretooth um, kind of mock up, and. We talk about the Wreckage uh, release, don't we, quite a lot. Um, now, there were two Wreckage releases. Wreckage came out, um, it, well, obviously, here, let's talk about Sabretooth first. So, as you can see, Deco very, very closely resembles it. The kind of, like, uh, they've gone with a more yellow stripe um, on it. it the, the yellow stripe on the Sabretooth, on the original, is definitely is definitely got a little bit more, kind of, a bit more muddied. It's almost like a little bit, got a bit more of, like, an orange feel in there compared to the kind of brighter yellow on the um, Super 7 version. Could just be lighting. But I feel like they, um, you know, if you want to get really, really close to the deco on this one, you want a more muddier tiger stripe. Um, and also the 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 kind of sweater and the and the uh, holster and the, you know, the secondaries, as, as we would call it on a classified figure, because they're not molded. Um, I would say that they've gone a bit closer to the... Um, the uh, club second version of wreckage and kind of got a more reddier color. Um, I think that orange is definitely, uh, uh, 
it, it definitely is is more brighter orange on the uh, on the original saber tooth. But they have gone with the brown mask and boots, which obviously ties it very closely to this original. And they've kind of given the they've what they've done though is obviously the the saber tooth had, as you can see, uh, is that Rakondo's rifle? I think it's Rakondo's rifle. And they should have really done that for this for this version. That's what I would have done personally. I'd have given them Rakondo's rifle, done Rakondo's rifle for it as a prerequisite to a reaction Rakondo as well, which would be fine. Or an O-ring. I mean, the, the, the weapons aren't going to be a problem fitting on both figures. So they've given him, obviously, the Firefly rifle, but they've painted it in a similar color to that. So that's an interesting kind of move. I quite like that. Um... More like a hot mustard color on Sabretooth. Did I say hot mustard? I didn't, did I? But yeah, you're right. It is a hot mustard uh, stripe, isn't it? Definitely. It, yeah, it's like a like I was saying, like muddier yellow with a bit of orange in it. But yeah, you're right. It's it's a hot mustard. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call people hot mustard from now on whenever they do something good. Um, now this is the first release. Um, this was wreckage from like the I can't remember what year it was now. Um, off the top of my head, but effectively late late 90s, early 2000s. I'm just going to stay in that that range. But this was a uh, figure by the club, and again, in terms of repaints, they they didn't quite get there a hundred percent. And I wonder if it was due to the fact that they didn't have a nice clear image of the color page to work from, because for the longest time, I want to say that 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 Tiger Force. Um, cancelled figure uh, Toy Fair catalog kind of image, even though it was in that catalog. Um, the only available one knocking about was like a black and white image that I think kind of was reprinted again in a magazine, I believe, in one of those magazines back in the day. And I think because they didn't have a lot to work with and they just maybe hearing about what the deco was as opposed to knowing what the deco was, they didn't quite get it 100% on point. The orange is too um, like subdued on the secondary and the on the on the sweater. Obviously, the mask isn't brown. Uh, the gloves kind of all like I think were supposed to be like not even gloves. I think they're supposed to be just yeah. They were supposed to be uh, bare hands. So they've kind but they kind of almost look like the same color as the mask on that wreckage. Uh, and of course, they've changed the name to wreckage because obviously Sabretooth they've had issues with. Um, and then of course you've got the a much more like lime yellow. Uh, almost like a neon green yellow for the stripes, and then a much darker deep green as well. So, and and the grenades are, are painted again. There's a lot of other details on the wreckage that weren't on that original um, figure. And again, you can let that go because this is like this isn't a we're just doing it to make sure this exists. It's an homage, and that's totally totally fine. And of course, you want the belt, belt buckles silver and you want the detail on the grenades and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to pick it apart and say it's not the same as the original Sabretooth. Pat would if he were here. <laughs> but I think I like the fact that they've gone very, very close with this version um, of the reaction Sabretooth. They've gone really close to that original um, release. Now, I would also say that it kind of also, obviously there was a a second release of wreckage for uh, again from the club and again they've they've tried to do um some different things here with this one obviously the brown mask is the is the main change but they've 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 definitely changed that orange up 
to a more a brighter orange on the secondaries. Um, and again, the but again, like the 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 green and the yellow look very similar to that second version. They're not too far off, actually, the the new one as well, I've got to admit. So I don't know. I think they did a really a much better job with the second wreckage to get a uh, oh yeah, sorry, it's a true pack from Hasbro, wasn't it? it wasn't the club one. You're right, Ryan's apologies. Um <clears throat> the um that is a uh, you're totally right, is from a true exclusive pack from Hasbro. My fault, ap apologies. Um which is even funnier isn't it? Because they're the ones that would have taken that original picture and would have probably known or at least had access to the deco for that one. Um, but I, I have a feeling it was because um, there wasn't a, a clear image of that original one uh, from back in the day. Um, but you know, other than obviously in the catalogue, which they might not have had access to or, or thought about getting or, you know, just gone by what they information they had at the time but yeah you're, you're totally right that was my my bad it wasn't the club this was the club um and yeah they obviously they did wreckage again for name issues of course but i think by separating saber and tooth and i because th that's what the original was there look you can see saber space tooth tm they trademarked it as well back then hilarious um then you know you had it was okay, but they were trying to avoid any issues, and that's totally fair. Um, Super 7 have decided to just go with Sabretooth, and I love that they've done that. Anyway, that's our little comparisons and everything with every with, with all of these figures. Uh, it looks pretty close, actually, to this one we're looking at right now, doesn't it? And I wonder if they've just taken the Deco Pantone like directly from this figure. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Ryan, exactly. I feel like the high-res images only turned up in the last five years as well. I, I, there would have been, obviously, a good image of it in the catalogue, but I don't think people were really um, scanning them or taking them, taking serious pictures of them and up until very recently, um, at least in the last 10 years. But yeah, I think in the last five years, it feels like they've really started to show up. Um, anyway, um, so anyway, that is that particular figure, and I love they're doing Tiger Force Wreckage, and I really, sorry, Tiger Force Sabretooth, I really hope, genuinely hope, we get more of those cancelled kind of figure designs popping up in O-Ring, well, I, I kind of hope we see Tiger Force, O-Ring Tiger Force Sabretooth, honestly, I would be well into that, um, and again, was it Ripcord's a good one to do, that redeco of uh, Recondo would be awesome, Torpedo needs to come out, as a as the Tiger Force version, I know there's kind of like there's not much of him to to see what he looks like, but um, I you know there are good ideas that customizers have taken on board and utilized as the possible uh, deco he could have looked like, and I think there's enough showing where you could kind of make it up. <clears throat> so anyway, yes, I'd love to see them do torpedo as well. Uh, then we have, of course, this is a this is a this is a great one, right? For two reasons, one. They have gone so close to the original um, O-ring Palatoy Red Jackal. It's it's not even funny. <clears throat> I love the fact they've done because we'll look at the Ultimates in a second, and there's 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 major differences. So what I really like on this particular one, um, sorry, just got a not. I don't want that up on the screen. I'm trying to block it. That's the second time I've done something like that. Do you remember how? Um, I did that once when someone made like a epic swear word 
um, on here, and I put it up on the screen. <laughs> Do you remember that? I did. I just did the same thing. But again, it's not my. It's it's annoying because I go to click it, and someone makes another comment, and it bumps it up. So I end up like clicking the wrong space, you know, <clears throat> and it pops up on the screen. So yeah, that annoyed. But anyway, they you saw what I blocked. So there you go. Um, anyway, yeah. So Palatoy Red Jackal. Is it because I said Red Jackal, and then all of a sudden the the bots come flying in? Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, it does look vac metal, a hundred percent. So as they've gone with the vac metal, um, like you know, uh, head, a uh, mask, and it looks like they've gone vac metal on the wrists as well, on the wrist um, um, gauntlets, which is really cool. Now, a couple of things to point out: they've they've only put the white on the interior, but also it looks like maybe on the exterior a bit as well. Again, very much like the Palatoy version, only on the interior of the collar and left the exterior kind of black. It does look like it goes white on the outside, on one side. And I don't know if that's a mistake or what, um, but we'll have to have a look on, um, we'll have to have a look at that. Um, but the other beauty part is they've left the medallion, they've basically just painted over the Destro in this exact same way that Palatoy did, where the medallion is underneath on the mold underneath the red uh, shirt and the the logo as if the medallion is tucked under the shirt that he's wearing and it, the shirt has to be let's face it it has to be a uh, under armor sort of figure hugging spandex job to show that much detail of what's underneath uh, the shirt but I, I just think that's genius I think it's great I think I like that they've done that it homages the original people were kind of saying oh why did they do I'm like don't do a new mold. Do exactly what Palatoy did. That is the point. And I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I love how they painted over his medallion like it's Caesar Romero's moustache. Exactly, Ryan. Exactly. Um, I hope they do some vac metal ultimates. Could they retcon the medallion as a skull necklace? Uh, well, figure six pack, let's look at what they did with ultimates. Uh, effectively, it's the, just the regular medallion they did. Um, uh, but like, again, they went with an all white, um, you know, uh, what's it called collar, which I think makes sense for the ultimates because of the, 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 there isn't much of a difference between this and Destro. Let's face it. There isn't, but the more you can differentiate it from that Destro, the better. And I think by giving him a full white collar, almost as if like, if the Palatoy Red Jackal existed in animation do you know what i mean like it's kind of like this is what they would probably do with it and i i agree i think the animators would make a full white collar just to make that very prominent and stand out and all the other stuff and it highlights the fact that there's the red in the center and the black on the outside so yeah there's there's, there's a lot kind of going on there that i think from an animation standpoint from a, putting yourself in that mindset that's what they probably would have done uh, for the, for an animation of Red Jackal. Um, anyway, but yeah, th there you can see we've had a Red Jackal already in the line, and I'm, I'm really happy that they keep doing it. It's like more and more Palatoy shouts, and I'm here for it all day long. So uh, really excited for that one. Then we have the Snow Serpent. Now you might you might think, oh, there's not really much to talk about here, but there is. It's effectively your Sunbow Snow Serpent, that kind of all white. What? kind of uh, vibe. Now, I know it looks a little bit grey on, on that particular screenshot, and they are pretty much. They could have gone with a more off-white, I think, 
across the whole figure. Um, but again, it stands out pretty nicely, and I quite like it in that stark white color. And they'll, you know, they might even they might even do some sort of repaints for it. Um, we'll see in the in the future. Anyway, and it could be it could be um, again like a view to looking at maybe the O ring in the future. Are we going to get a snow serpent of that kind of stark white color that looks very much like the animation model without the parachute pack, um, without that kind of gear and everything? Possibly. Um, anyway, uh, the other thing I like that they've done is they've given him the yellow eye slits and they've given the the blue um, and the kind of like the outline of the goggle as well as is decoed up. So it's very much 100% the animation model. And he's got the AK there as well um, in hand, which is cool. Um, I also put this image up as well because it looks as though the boots might be a dark blue color as well. They should be a uh, blue color. Um, you can you can can't really make them out because they kind of disappear behind exclusive first look. Then there's a sliver between that and the barcode. The image isn't the best in the world, and um, I think, but I think it would be a dark blue, honestly, or or some sort of grayish color. But I I, they should go dark blue with it, like the blue on those those guys right there. Um, glow in the dark eyes says RKW could be. It's that kind of uh, color that they've used before on the glow in the dark stuff. So they might have just used the same. G-I-T-D, paint, glow-in-the-dark, paint. Yeah, um, awesome. Anyway, Snow Serpent, pretty straightforward. But again, you can tell it is 100% the animation model. Reaction, still coming out. They're still doing it. They're still releasing um, reaction figures, it would seem. And Brian has said as much that they will continue doing reaction even throughout the O-ring period. Um, not in as much, not in as much abundance, obviously, but certainly in um you know special sets or maybe kind of little releases here and there we'll still see reaction figures going forward for those that are into that sort of thing uh, and there are people that are i know there might not be many in this comment in the comment section but there definitely are so um anyway i'm not getting any more weird things to block so that's good uh next up then and we do have to move on a little bit but before actually durant says i'd like it a bit more if they made the yellow eyes a bit darker and not a pea yellow <laughs> um okay yeah i mean they might be i mean again it's not the best image of that snow serpent um but maybe they did it sort of in like a yellow snow kind of vibe which i think is quite fitting at the end of the day no anyway um Right, yeah, this is one of the things I wanted to talk about at the end of this segment, actually, Elder. Yes. Uh, so Brian, well, he didn't mention that. Let's 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 wind that back a little bit. Brian Flynn, you, you're saying Brian Flynn mentioned he is creating the mass device. He didn't say that. He he is he kind of like did I get an email back? He I I emailed him for a little bit of confirmation on that, but it's it's not one hundred percent the case. That they're doing a Joe Fest exclusive mass device thing. It, he the what happened was in the interview, if you watch the clip, he says, um, yeah, they might be, they'll be doing, they might be doing some reveals, it'd be more low-key sort of thing with the Joe Fest kind of thing. And that they'll just be there to chat with Joe fans about like the mass device and things like that. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily that he's one, he's done a a, a classic slip. Or a purposeful slip, possibly. You never know. There could be that in there, that he's done it on purpose to kind of like make people go, did he just say they're doing something mass device for, for that, that show? But he has not officially announced any sort of 
uh, reveal of the mass device. Let's get that 100% clear. Um, it, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll get um, some clarity on that. And if so, bloody awesome. Um, I wonder what mass device scale it would be. Would it be for ultimates? Would it be for reaction? Would it be for O-ring? I mean, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be 100%. I mean, it would make sense to be O-ring, wouldn't it? Um, I think that would be really cool. Um, but let's let's get it kind of straight. In the video clip, he doesn't announce anything official. It's almost like a slip of the tongue, if it's anything, if there's anything to it. He could have just been like clawing for things to talk about G.I. Joe with. Do you know what I mean? And just you and said the mass device is the thing that came to mind. But it it does seem to me as though it could be very much like a little slip. But no official reveal has been made made clear. Let's just make that. Let's let's get the record straight. No official reveal, no official announcement, but it could be that he maybe he might have slipped out by accident. Uh, and we'll get confirmation of that, absolutely. Um, and yes, he has made accidental reveals before, 100%. Um, yes. But watch the clip. You'll see, um, not not specifically you, Elder, because I know you just shared the clip uh, in the in the comments. But like, watch the clip carefully and just kind of like see how that ev evolves as he talks about it. Because it's not, it's so not, it's so not clear either way. And I just want to like, I mean, it's really more. I'm just trying to temper expectations here, just in case it isn't what we all expect it to be. But um, yeah, I mean. First of all, there's a couple of things to kind of say with the mass device there. It is a huge part of the G.I. Joe brand. So why wouldn't they? It is um it makes sense to do something like that when you've got um characters coming out in that first wave of O-Ring that we've seen leaked, like Raymar, like Duke, like um blonde haired cover girl. It would make sense. Or is he just hinting and joking at the fact? that those figures are mass device-based figures. Is he talking about that? Do you know what I mean? Like, he could be saying, he could be tongue-in-cheek saying, just want to talk about the mass device, because he knows those figures have been leaked. Do you know what I mean? That's that that's another aspect of it um, that he could be referring to. And that's why I wanted to kind of say, in regards to that interview, great interview, by the way, a shout-out to uh, Fweebs on that one. Um, I, I should have put the link in and I should have done an image, but it was, I didn't think about it in it in timely manner, unfortunately. So um, that's why I'm just talking about it now as much as I can. So um, yeah. And 100% he's made accidental reveals before. Uh, it, it did look a little bit hinty. Um, Veebs didn't, it, yeah, he's not a huge Joe fan. So he didn't pick up on what Brian had said. That's another good point. Um, these are all very viable and, and valid things, but and knowing Brian, it could have been a, a little cheeky nod, 100%, 100%. But I, I just want to say, in terms of what was said earlier in the comment, no official reveal or announcement has been made. Um, just want to make that clear. So I'm excited, though, to see if, it, if they, they do do something like that. And again, I think I'm I'm really excited if they're doing a, a master if if they're doing a mass device for the O-ring line, which is the only one I could really see it working for. Ultimates would be it would be mental. It'd be huge. And would would it be a would it be a, like worth doing? I don't know. I don't probably not. If they can't get um 
like a, a reaction o-ring um you know snake um you know friggin heli carry whatever you want to call it if they can't do that um for the o-ring line then how are they going to do a mass device for the ultimates line it, the, scaling it back to like a mass device for your o-ring scale is actually a really cool idea and of course of course we've had that we've had a four inch mass device in the past um that kind of build a build a uh a mass device kind of situation but yeah i totally and that was fun wasn't it like having all the elements in like a figure set and like the you know all the parts in the different dvd sets and everything it's like it's like awesome i really like that um but again like i think yeah making an actual full size one i think the weather dominator was a bit small wasn't it but the um uh maybe the mass device actually was was small i never actually built it but yeah, doing an actual decent-sized four-inch scale mass device would be really awesome. Um, and yeah, I hope they I hope they end up doing it. Um, I really, really hope they end up doing it. Um, the real Zim says I want a classified saber tooth as well. It'd be cool to see him come with the tiger paw. Yeah, it would. It really would. <laughs> I'm not saying any more. I'm not saying any more. Um, I totally took it as a hint. Yeah, I, I, totally fine. Um, but, and again, it's one of those things, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm not the, I'm not the friggin', um, what's it called? I'm not trying to be the whatever police it would be. I'm not trying to be like the fun police here and be like, he hasn't said anything. I'm just trying to make it very clear that this isn't something that has been officially announced, as opposed to a very, very tiny drop name drop within a conversation about joe fest as well do you know what i mean like there are levels to it and like i said i've i've reached out for confirmation just to make sure but i i don't i don't want to rush to to that straight away because again i'm thinking oh that'd be fun but again it's not it, it's not beyond the realms of possibility and it, it's it's one of those things it's it just seems very obvious for them to do as well so yeah i'm I'm cool. I'm cool with them with doing it, and I I'm excited to see how it looks. Um, it was fun until they short shipped the final piece. Had to go to Jocon to finish mine. Absolutely, Michael. That last set, I ha I, mean, I was in the UK trying to get hold of that. So, and you were in the US, right? That must have been really like I I found it really difficult getting that last. I think I ended up getting that DVD set about I don't know how many years later. But yeah, I got it later on and paid a little bit more than I should. Well, no, not that I should have done, but it was it was for the it was go the going rate at the time. But yeah, anyway, um, that was difficult. Um, anyway, um, let's yeah, let's move on because I'm already an hour in. And I've got loads more to talk about. So, what is next on my uh, list of things? Uh, it's mask, isn't it? Let's talk mask quickly. Um, because, yeah, we've got some masks to talk about. Yes, Histank.com posted an article highlighting a recent mask animation trademark that was filed by Hasbro at the USPTO office very recently. Now, um, the let's talk the, the connotations of this. Now, in the article, Histank do actually... Uh, 
temper expectations themselves. Some, something I have actually seen them do before in the past. Shout out to his tank. But they do, uh, in their articles, they do put a little kind of almost disclaimers in there. And this disclaimer actually was pretty solid. Now, yes, there could be a brand new mask animated series in the works. There could very well be. But history has shown us many, many times that um, this doesn't always lead to anything. Um, now, to give you the full um, article here, Hasbro just applied for a brand new mask, Mobile Armored Strike Command animated series trademark at the USPTO. Uh, there's a number, there's a trademark. Trademark description, entertainment services, namely an ongoing animated series for children featuring children's entertainment provided through television, satellites, radio, audio, video, electronic media, computer networks, Betamax, um, flip books. I'm trying to think of other <laughs> visual mediums. TikTok. Um, yeah, anyway, I'm just joking. But yes, um, owner Hasbro Incorporated, trademark date January the 30th, 2024. Now, they go on to explain that, interestingly, Hasbro has allowed the 2015 animated series trademark to expire in 2020 without opting to renew it. Um, so it would appear as though um, this is a new, it's, it's a new trademark, basically, is what they're saying. It should be noted that such trademark applications might not directly result in the creation of an animated series. And it should be noted with that, because let's face it, we've had tons of trademark um, news that has gone absolutely nowhere. Um, back in 2021, multiple G.I. Joe product, products were in active development, including a live-action series based on Lady J's character and another shot at a G.I. Joe animated series. These announcements came after an activation of several G.I. Joe trademarks, but ultimately resulted in nothing. The same can be said for the trademark and the development of a brand of new Micronauts animated series for Hasbro's Hub TV, which, let's, let's go into a bit more detail on Micronauts, the Micronauts one exists in full. They have done an entire animated series, and it is on a hard drive somewhere in Ireland, I believe, because that's where Boulder Media were uh, were creating it. So it's there, basically, um, untouched. Never, probably never going to see the light of day um, until like point when it comes out as some sort of like leak or. It'll probably pop up on some random, like, weird, um, you know, online video service sort of thing. And you'll be like, well, hang on, where'd this come from? Out of the blue. I probably, I, I don't think we'll see anything of it, but you never know. Some some of these things end up getting destroyed as well, which is a, which is a shame. Um, the SAG after strikes probably halted the planned animated series. I The lots halted it. The planned animated series was halted because Snake Eyes' poor performance um, the, the poor performance of the movie led to a lot of those things just falling out off the off the edge of the you know of the cliff. Um, the live action series followed suit because of that, uh, and the animated series would have followed Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow probably in that sort of universe following that. So they fell off because of that, one hundred percent. SAG AFTRA uh, just happened sometime after all of those things fell off the uh, into the ether. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, because of that, I don't expect necessarily that Mask is all of a sudden going to, you know, they're going to start doing loads of development on this and create a new show and out of nowhere with no other thing. They, they might have Mask might be something that they're developing, but to be honest, in reality, in the real world, I don't see it necessarily happening. And not to, again, not to be the fun police. Why I'm really being the fun police today, aren't I? But like, I would 
err on the side of caution with your excitement for this again I'm, why am I being the excitement police? You can be excited as much as you want for a mask thing. I know Ray is. Um, I do hope it leads to something. Personally, I want it a, another mask. I'd love to see mask come back. Um, I don't know how it would look. I don't know what it would what they would do with it. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things that would be up in the air. But um, I, you know, like what would the toys look like. What would the uh, animation look like? What would the what what would they do? Would they do some sort of like very vintage nostalgic vibe thing, would, or would they do something completely different? Um, probably something very completely that didn't ex like look like masks for people that love masks originally at all. But again, totally fine to do it. It's it's totally um, it's your their prerogative. It's the owner's prerogative in this sense, isn't it? Robert H says, I just think Hasbro should keep Mask in the ground, yet they keep almost bringing it back. It was going to have a show spinning off TF Prime, and they kept talking about a movie for a bit. Oh, God, the movie. Yeah, of course. There's another thing to talk about. Uh, F. Gary Gray was um, in line to direct. Um, they had a writer doing the, the treatment for it. Uh, it. It got like pretty far in that particular development, and then, again, just, just stopped completely. Um, but that was during the period of time where we had the crossover uh, revolution and stuff like that. And Mask was kind of like not relevant again, but it was certainly in the, and I wouldn't say it was on the forefront of everyone's mind, but it was, it was sort of like back a little bit. Um, the comics had kind of, um, you know, kind of revamped it a little bit. Although I must admit it, I st it started off really well. I really enjoyed that Mask segment of the revolution series and then the last few issues i mean talk about phoning it in art was terrible the uh story just was like what is this um and i know there were reasons behind it because there were bigger plans for it uh the writer of the series who we interviewed on the on the show um he had like basically gone to on the mask episode which is hours long um He'd gone, he'd be basically written out like a huge treatment, and then, like, you know, it got going on into the next phase and all this kind of stuff. And then, obviously, they changed what they were doing with it because it wasn't doing what they wanted it to do. They cut it short, and then the writer Brandon had to, like, basically do a like, you just had to rush this. Thing. Well, in fact, I'm not even sure if he had anything to do with it at the end. I think it might have just been rushed out and the art was like rushed and everything. It was just terrible. It was really bad. And uh, yeah, I was really upset about it. I was really peed off because obviously I was wanting it to do something that it never did. Uh, the Revolution series was such a letdown. And the reveal of Baron Ironblood as well was was an absolute, like, absolute cold turkey, if that's the thing. No, cold turkey is when you quit drugs. Um, it's just not, it was just, it was just really crap. It just, it did not hit right in, at any level, and the, the the fact that they got the the comic issue releases wrong, one came out before the other, which ruined the reveal for Baron Ironblood. And if you haven't seen the Baron Ironblood reveal yet, then I'm not going to ruin it for you. Um, anyway, that is the Mask animated series in the works. Now, the other thing is like, what would you want it to look like? And that's the difficulty for me. I don't know what I want this to be. I don't know what it, I don't know what I want it to look like. I don't know what I want it to do. I want it to be something like this, um, probably. But but would they would they 
would they go as close to the original as possible? Probably not. I think it would be a sort of completely revamped thing. The vehicles as well is 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 definitely a, a thing for me because you look at Transformers, it's got that Transformers effect for me. Like the, the Transformers movies, I, I love G1 Transformers because they've got things like a blooming, that, what is that? Uh, it's like a crap ambulance from Japan that is like Ratchet. And then you've got, um, you know, the it was same for Ironhide. It's that, it's that kind of like really kind of crap um, van, basically, isn't it, that they used. Um, then you've got like, you know, Gears is like a bit of a nondescript vehicle. And, you know, there are all these like, like very iconic vehicles they use that are like, you know, the Lamborghini Countach, obviously, absolutely gorgeous vehicle. Um, but it's got that very 80s kind of like design vibe to it. Now, the Transformers now, like the movies, I never really like the cars that they turn into or the vehicles. Because they they're all these like, they're always like these like polished, sexy, like showroom floor, high end vehicles. And it's like, and I know there was that joke in uh, the one of the like when Bumblebee transforms into the Camaro after being like that crap kind of jalopy car for the for the longest time. Um, I, I I get that, but like I feel like the the vehicles don't have enough character to them in the in the modern era. So I feel like that would happen with Mask. You'd get like you know the revised Rhino wouldn't look as cool, um, even though those kind of trucks the one on screen at the moment haven't really changed to that much in the like you know in the future those kind of long nose sort of um uh big vehicles big rigs but like you know i'd want it to have that kind of slope at the top i want it to have the little um you know the radar dish on the top as well uh you'd want it to look like that um and have those like like the cheesy stripes going across it as well um i i'm down for that like the thunderhawk as well like that is a what is that? I've completely forgotten what it is now. Um, really, again, famous car. Again, I always forget things on live streams, like I'm going senile or something. But anyway, that particular vehicle has got some real charm to it. Uh, the the one that they had, you know, the vehicle they had for Matt Tracker in, um, you know, Thunderhawk in the comics was this like Fast and Furious kind of vibe. And it's like, that's what it would be. Like, Mask would effectively turn into like that. It would just be like really souped up, smooth looking showroom floor vehicles. And it's like, do you have any idea the kind of stress on a vehicle that would transform and how it would look if it transformed on multiple occasions? It wouldn't look like a showroom floor vehicle unless it had Cybertronic technology, which is possibly something they might do. Maybe they do a crossover with it. Maybe they do a Transformers lead in with mask and you've got yeah optimus prime as the rhino rkw maybe they do that who knows anyway that's my no one's really kind of i'm not really seeing a lot of people talking about what they want to see in uh in the mask and that's again that's totally cool we'll move on um and the the thing i've got next actually for everyone is um a little preview for the inevitable hasbro event <laughs> Right, so um, based on Entertainment Earth's drop zone information that a classified drop, a pre-order drop, is coming on February the 29th, 
we're just putting five and six together and coming up with 3,221. Uh, but we are fully expe expectant of a Hasbro live event on the 29th um, because of everything that's lining up, precedent, all that good stuff. We've been here before, guys. We know how things work. Um, so let's face it. Um, like I said, February 29th is the uh, the drop. And this was what uh, Entertainment Earth posted on their drop zone. Thursday, it's a Thursday as well. I mean, I mean, you couldn't, this is a, this is scripted big time. Thursday, February 29th, 10 a.m. Pacific, which is 1 p.m. Eastern. And that means, of course, every single time we've had pre-order drops um, that we've, we've had, uh, we've had it at 1 p.m. Eastern. So it's happening. Um, and it says in there, we'd love to give you a clue about what we're launching on Leap Day but we're told that it is classified. Nice. You should sign up for a reminder so you'll be the first to know what these are as soon as they go up for sale. So these are very clear terms they're using here, right? These it, it basically uh, is insinuating more than one. So this isn't a single pre-order drop. This is going to be a multiple pre-order drop. And what happens on, what, what do we get with multiple pre-orders? We get live events. So it's pretty safe to say that this is, again, the worst kept secret now, again, in the uh, classified series. I, 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 I add that title to things as they become top, topical. So this is now the worst kept secret in the classified series. Before that, it was, um, what was it before that? Uh, well, it was the, um, it was, yeah, I suppose it's the, uh, the unofficial leaks, which we're going to get to next, actually. Um, so now I'm, I'm laid, I've laid this out going backwards in terms of how I would usually do it, but we're going to approach this from a, um, from a live event kind of, um, timeline, right? So first of all, let's talk name only reveals. So, oh, actually, before we move on, I just want to, there are a few comments that came through about Mask. Um, let's let's see what you're saying quickly. Um, Ray, you're super excited. Um, that's great. It's time. All people are waiting for this stuff and they have money to spend on this stuff. Hilarious. So that's for you for Mask. Um, Michael says that Baron Ironblood reveal felt like a slap in the face to G.I. Joe fans. Big time, Michael. It was, it was like... I like the reveal. I just don't like the fact that they messed it up with the scheduling of the comics. If they if they hadn't have messed up the schedule, um, then it would have been a reveal and it would have been fine. But the fact that it was ruined because they are ruined by having that first issue um, come out at the wrong time, um, it ruined it for me. How has there never been an Optimus Prime Rhino crossover? I know. If they do make a new Mars show, it should be a modern show with modern cars and make the characters have consistent proportions that are easy to translate into action figures. I, I, I totally agree with you. I, But again, at the same time, I, I'm fed up of seeing all the fancy polished vehicles. I want to see some like, I want to see some like real grit, you know, like the, the, you know, the thunder machine sort of vibe. I want to see that, not necessarily that bad, but like, I want to see like, um, you know, um, Jack Hammer could be a bit rough around the edges. Um, Piranha uh, could be like as cool, but like futuristic and not really look like anything that exists necessarily with the little kind of jagged fins that come out and everything. Um, I still think you, you could get away with Gator being like that style of a, of a Jeep. Anyway, we'll move on. But yes, I appreciate the, the comments, guys. Thank you very much. Let's move back, back here now to, to Hasbro, the live event. Now, put yourself in the mindset of not the mindset, but put yourself in the position of you're turning on 
there's Emily and Lenny and Tony, I'd imagine as well, uh, talking about um, what they're going to do for the show today, yada, yada, yada. And then they'll start with name only reveals. Now, you might say, Chris, they're random. Like, why would we know what name only reveals they could say? Well, we don't know what name only reveals they could say, but we do have a list of unofficial leaks that have cropped out. Um, I will say that I've unfortunately been the uh, the harbinger of one of them, the harbinger of uh, of the IG bat. But um, there have been others. Like Retro Cobra Commander actually was another one that we, I think, dropped because uh, we knew that it was a list. It was on the listing, basically. But Retro Cobra Commander is one that they could mention. Um, Road Pig is certainly one that they could mention. Now, Road Pig and Heartwrencher come as a pair because they were leaked as um, coming in the Classified series, weren't they, a little while ago. Now, that happened with Nemesis Immortal, or Enforcer, I should say, and at the time, and um, who was the other one in that? And uh, I've completely forgot. Oh, Starduster. So it was Nemesis em uh, Enforcer, Starduster, Road Pig, and Heartwrencher with the four that were kind of like revealed as coming into the Classified series. Now, we reported on this because we had information that those four characters were indeed coming to the Classified series before that was leaked information, right? So we reported on it because we knew there was substance to it. Then the poster of that kind of had made a retraction to say that it wasn't coming in the Classified series, even though that's what was said initially, and that they were just like, it was just like a, what's it called? A, um, a wish list. I feel like they might have been reached out to, to ask to retract it, or they'll get into a bit of heat and they didn't want that heat. Fair enough. All It's all fair in this kind of scenario. Whatever the situation is, I respect it. But what happened almost the next... The, it was like a few days later. What happened a few days later? Nemesis Immortal and Starduster were name-only reveal dropped, right? I was only surprised they didn't continue and say Road Pig and Heartwrencher, honestly. Um, so Road Pig and Heartwrencher, we know are coming. They're unofficial leaks, but we know they're on the, the list and based on that leak and other information. So Retro Cobra Commander could be one. Road Pig, I think, certainly could be one. And Heartwrencher, I could see them uh, revealing as a name only too. The Iron Grenadier Bat, whoopsie daisies, was my fault. And I take responsibility for it. But um, we know that's coming. And then the Thunder Machine and the Snowcat are unofficial leaks based on what um, came out of its Chad's YouTube channel. Uh, shout out to Chad. So again, that was uh, one of those situations where he, he's even said himself, he doesn't usually get information like this. He didn't really know how to approach it, but he did the reveal anyway. Um, and, you know, fair play. Um, what have you if and again if i again we don't know we i haven't heard any more about that since but again that's not to say that it's not happening and i've put it in the unofficial leaks listings you could also probably throw in here and the only reason it isn't in here is because it hasn't really other than other than speculative um like you know how you how you know the industry works speculative kind of rumor and of course, that very, very faint image of what looks to be a Stinger driver in the Vamp uh, promo images. I think that the um, what's it called? Uh, I think that the Stinger is one that could probably be on an unofficial leaks list. 
but I didn't put it on because it's not in the same vibe in that it, we don't have that information, yada, yada. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it, there isn't like a listing that's out. There isn't like a, a source that's kind of claiming it. It's it's really just a rumor that's that's evolved based on these, these the fact that Vamp exists and the fact that in that promo image, it looks very much in the distance like a uh, Stinger driver in the promo images. Now, uh, so let's throw the Stinger in there as maybe a possible shout as well. Maybe they could reveal that as a, as a name-only reveal, okay? So they're, they're my kind of highest points. They're my highest um, options for name-only reveals this time around because we haven't heard anything about these since. So there's a possibility we could hear these. If it's every, if every single one is on point, could you imagine? If they say every single one of these, how funny would that be? And it's just like, okay. <laughs> I've given them their name, their name only reveals list. Um, but anyway, that would be great. Or maybe one of these, maybe. Heavy Duty, possibly, Viper Scout. Yes, there's another one that we could probably throw on there. That's a very good point, uh, actually, Viper Scout. I think you're on point there on that one. Um, RKW, we will come to the ferret in a second. Um, more comments coming in here. Sorry, I've missed a few. Um, I need blowtorch. So Stygian. Yep. Um, mainframe should be one, says Miguel. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do, 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 do. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, so pleased that the vehicles have been doing well enough to allow for more to hit the line, says Andrew Clark. Yes, uh, same, really. Wetsuit Ace or Cesspool, says David Allen. Yes, they're all good shouts. Uh, again, you could you could throw any name here for name only, couldn't you? But uh, for, for now, I'm thinking these, these are good options, maybe, to pick and choose a couple out here for a name only reveal. Emily heavily hinted at a stinger recently, says Stygian. Yes, she did. So again... Uh, like I said, it's not really an unofficial leak as as much as it is this kind of speculative rumor. Um, and I know you could probably argue the same for Thunder Machine and Snowcat, but there are source there's there's a source for it if you know what I mean, as opposed to just people talking about it. If that makes sense, um, that's that's the that's the differentiation I'm making anyway. But yes, let's let's go ahead and say for we can put the stinger on here, and we can put um, I forgot the other one that we mentioned that we could put on here. Um, who was the other one that we we said would put on on here as well as the stinger because it made sense? One of you said it in the comments, and I've completely lost it now. Um. Anyway, I can't believe I forgot that. Anyway, yeah, stinger and whoever the other one was that we said uh, heavy duty. Thank you, Fluffle. Yes, heavy duty based on the trademark um, news that came up. And the stinger. We'll throw those in in the mix as possible name only reveals. Um, and of course, yeah, uh, I mean, people are loving the thought of Pythona, Footloose, of all. Yeah, uh, there's so. I mean, name any name we haven't had. Mainframe, Dial Tone, Airtight, Downtown, Lightfoot, uh, Ice Cream Soldier, Pythona, Globulus. Um, so many, so many. It's hit and run. Uh, Footloose, exactly. Yeah, tons, tons. So you could be any, but like I said, these are these are options that I think we could see as name only reveals because there's a there's a basis to them, if you know what I mean. Flash, that's a good shout, David, based on the um the Glenda uh, uh accessories. Good point. I like I like this thinking. This is good. There's almost like a separate section, isn't it? It's like 
it's like um, rumored stuff or or things that could very likely happen based on other evidence. Uh, totally, Skidmark, Diana. Yes, indeed. I better check my pants. Actually, DEF Mutton Junkyard. Uh, I don't think it would be an easy repaint because it's not the same mold, is it? The DEF one. It's a different mold. So I think they'd probably do a different, um, you know, secondaries hat, all sorts of different things for Mutt. For Mutt Junkyard, you could probably get away with. But um, Mutt is a completely different figure. Um, could Super 7 pit Raymar versus Nemesis Enforcer? I hope so. Anyway, that's the name-only reveal section, right? Then we move on to name our, what we have as name-only reveals that would actually be their digital renders, right? So this is what we have in terms of name-only reveals so far that we're still waiting to see any sort of digital render or kind of, you know, well, the ferret, you could argue, we've kind of seen twice, um, three times, because there's a couple of pro, well, there's the vamp box render art, there's the a promo image with that's got the ferret in the background, there is, um, what's the other thing that I was thinking of? Maybe that's it. Promo image, the artwork. Yeah, maybe that is it. Um, anyway, yeah, so you've got those two options, basically, for the ferret already that we've already seen. So a digital render will be like a backwards step almost, wouldn't it? But at least we'll get to see the Cobra Ferret Scout, I'd imagine, with uh, with a render, which would be great. So yeah, this is what I'm thinking then we'll see for name-only reveals. Um, I would imagine um, Xandar and Leatherneck, I'm going to leave off this, right, because I don't think we'll see them... Uh, as digital renders. I could be wrong, but I don't think we'll see them as digital renders. I think we'll see um, the Alpine, Iron Grenadier, Iron Grenadier Bat, and then maybe the other figure that I can't talk about yet. I think we might see those as digital renders, because obviously we've got Alpine here we haven't seen yet, but we have... Um, but but we've, they've been name only revealed sorry is what i'm saying they've been name only revealed but you haven't seen their um kind of digital renders so i would expect the way that they do the digital render reveals now i expect like a full wave of figures to be shown off so alpine and that wave of, of four figures um i would expect a few retros to also be shown off so that would probably be retro beachhead the eels and the snow serpent um i would also go out on the limb and say yeah we said cobra ferret that's probably going to be shown off then Oh, Iron Grenadiers are on there as well, of course. Um, then, of course, you've got the likes of Raptor, Nemesis Immortal, and Starduster, who are all deluxe figures. Will we see all of those revealed? Possibly. It's not like they've got a save for anything. The next live event after this one would probably be Yojo June, if I'm not mistaken. Um, January, February. March, April, May, June. Or maybe there might be another one in between. There might be another. They might do other drops, but I don't. I don't think we'd get another major live event possibly until Yojo June, and then we just then we just get the whole month of June. It goes nuts. We have some things all the time now because people have like, you know, forced it to happen almost. And then you've got um, uh, and pre-orders out up the the Swanee. So you know. There you go. So I would say that Leatherneck and Zandar we probably won't see in digital render form because they're kind of a bit late. I think they're both of 2025 anyway. But I would certainly expect to see the rest, if not like Alpine and Iron Grenadiers, Iron Grenadier Bat and the other figure, um, Retro Beachhead, Retro Eels, Retro Snow Serpent and the Cobra Ferret. 
that would probably and then maybe some 60th because that's another thing i should probably put on here they haven't been revealed officially yet but the action marine and action pilot is that right yeah action marine and action pilot have been released so we'll probably see have been leaked so we'll probably see them as um in fact i should have put them on here shouldn't i they are official unofficial leaks so yeah my bad i will update that that graphic no doubt so yeah maybe we'll see those as uh and maybe or maybe there'll be name only reveals who knows maybe there'll be name only reveals but i could see them I could see them doing that with the the digital renders. We won't. I don't think we'll see digital renders necessarily that we're not expecting. Like other than that four figure wave of Alpine Iron Grenadiers, Iron Grenadier Bat, and the figure that we cannot be men mentioned. I feel like that group are probably would be the only ones of kind of like oh like brand new, not really knowing about them, even though we know about them from leaks and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'd like. Yeah, I'd I would like to see uh, Raptor. And I could see Raptor actually as one the one that they show off, um, and they probably hold fire on Nemesis Immortal and Starduster. But again, I could see all of them bar Leatherneck and Xandar showing up in digital renders, honestly. So anyway, that's that next phase, that next segment. Then, well, then we get on to what is already digital rendered. Um, and and again, you can kind of discount um the Haslab figures, but you never know. They might it might be a segment on the show where they where they show the figures. Um you know, because we haven't seen them yet. We haven't seen hide nor hair of Night Force Ripcord Glenda or Night Force Crazy Legs for the Dragonfly. We've only seen Wild Bill and the Dragonfly so far. And it's gone a bit quiet on the Dragonfly front. So maybe there'll be a Dragonfly bit where they talk about those particular figures. They have them to show. Obviously not pre-order, but have them to show uh, on, on the show. Um, then, of course, you look at what the pre-orders could be, don't you? And you think, okay, what are we going to be pre-ordering? What figures are they going to be showing off? very likely what we saw on G.I. Joe Day. Um, maybe not all of them, but certainly the majority of them. Um, Doc, Jinx, Torch, and the Night Creeper are a four-figure wave, so I imagine those four figures will be available for pre-order. Um, I'd imagine... To, I, I think we're going to see the SMS, of course. I mean, it's it's been too long. It's already landed in the US. It's, it's going to be one of those things where it'll be a pre-order that probably comes in very, very quickly. Um, so then th those five almost certainly. Tripwire and Roadblock might be saved for a target event. Uh, they might reveal them on the show, but the pre-orders probably might go up later, if that makes sense. Just thinking out loud on that one, that's what I would expect. You never know. They might go up and they might be for pre-order that day as well, um, just on target.com and some on Hasbro Pulse. But... I, if I was a betting man, I would probably say that Tripwire and Roadblock would be for a uh, target-specific... Um, what do they have? They have the um, collector event, don't they? And I forget what it's called now. Let me know in the comments. It's called, like... I can see it. The target something. What's it called? Anyway, I, I expect that maybe to be dropped for, for their event. And it might be, we'll find out that they've got one on the 29th. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. We'll have to have a look at that. What's it called? The collector thingy for Target. It's got a specific name and everything, like a winter one and a hall. No, not Hallathon. Not that one. Target collector. The collector's spot. But then what's the thing called? Um, 
I'm just having a look at the collector uh, page right now, and obviously it's not on there because they only they only do it when the event's on. They only show it. But it's the collector's spot is the place on target. And is it collector con? That's Walmart. Walmart is the collector con. Target have got a special name for theirs. And it's it's like I can't for the life of me remember what it's bloody called. Target collector event. Yeah, CollectorCon is Walmart. Target collector event. I'm going to find this. Yes, it's the Geek Out. Thank you. Summer Geek Out. Viper Scout's got there, as I did as well. Yeah. No, the collector spot is the page. The event is called the Geek Out, and it's the Summer Geek Out or the Winter Geek Out or wh whatever it may be. But I think that maybe we'll probably see a Tripwire Roblox for one of those events. My God, that was sorry. That was really around the houses. Uh, but yes, um, CollectorCon is Walmart. Walmart is, has the CollectorCon. Uh, Target is the Summer and Winter Geek Out. Um, so yeah, I think. I think it will be something along those lines. Now, I could also, I will, I'll throw Norgahide in for pre-order as well because I think they would do that. Uh, figure vehicle, figure pet, and a four-figure wave. I think that would be, that would be a really decent early year pre-order kind of situation. Um, was it six? Yes, six, uh, four-figure wave and two other options. Perfect. Now they might have, like I said, they might reveal the action uh, marine and pilot. But I don't think they'll be for pre-order. They might be. They might be. But they might save them for, you know, for Yojo June or what have you. You might be getting those then. Um, I could be wrong. And again, they're options, aren't they? And we have obviously the fact we're starting to get like certain listings coming out and so on and so forth. You can so and so forth. You can get an idea of when we might see them in the year. So there's a possibility. And when there's a possibility. I won't say no. I'll just, you know. My gut is telling me that four-figure wave, the SMS, and Norgahide, and pork belly, and the macaque monkey, Yobbo. That's what I'm thinking. I would I would expect some sort of dragonfly update, and I would expect to see those figures as well. Um that, that not that's not why I've put them in here. That was just an an a fortunate byproduct of um the graphics I've already made for these particular things so there you go um i think that's pretty much everything any anything else anyone's kind of expecting um for the event um, I, again like i think in terms of we'll see the digital renders the figure reveals will be the pre-order figures i think i don't think we'll see necessarily anything unless they show off tripwire and roadblock but i don't think they will i think that will all be saved for target um and i think with the well six six figures Six figures, Super Cyan. I just said four figure wave, Norgahide, and the Techno Viper and SMS. And it's not; it's the sixtieth year. It's the February isn't the necessary. This isn't like the. Uh, I'm not sure if it'll be the be all and end all event. Jojo June will be the be all and end all event for the sixtieth celebration, won't won't it? Um, because that's the main one. That's like the Christmas of GI Joes. That's the GI Joes Christmas is Jojo uh, June. Even though this is this is more of like, this is more of a birthday celebration, and then Yojo June is will be the uh, uh, well Ju June is the Christmas, July is the Christmas hangover, and then August is the 
um, the the kind of like that kind of dip. But it's weird because we had loads of stuff in August, didn't we? We did have some stuff in August, I want to say, and and then obviously we lead up to PulseCon. It's nuts. Um, they sh they should have named the monkey Oik. That sounds like a monkey name. Oik, uh, Yobbo is the uh, the name for that one. Um, yeah, I would love to see the dragonfly figs to keep hype going. Like you said, it's been so quiet on that. Yeah, I, I think they would. I think they would. Ten twenty seven as well, Viper Scout. Yeah, absolutely. But that's that's after PulseCon, isn't it? Uh, that's uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's loads of there's loads of things. They and they had an event at the end of the year as well. We had. Um, not an event, but they they dropped the vamp, didn't they? Right at the end, that wasn't ten twenty seven, was it? That was just a random thing. But yeah, that or was it? Was that ten twenty seven? I can't even remember now. Emily did the thing, didn't she? She did like a she did the show, but I can't remember what was revealed on it. Was it the vamp, or am I thinking was the vamp after that? I just can't remember. I can't remember. Anyway, either way, um, we're going to be. We, we, we're going to be getting lots this year, so I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it. And I think six figures is enough for a uh, um, for or six items is enough. And it might be more than that anyway. They, I'm I'm just saying this is what I'm expecting. These are the expectations. Um, I'm not saying that's that's actually what's going to happen. They might do more. Sixtieth um, deluxe. Oh, they'll keep going with the sixtieth division. Yeah, that that that. Yeah, they'll keep going. Hundred percent. Um, Love to know what other 60th figs they come up with. Yeah, I think a lot of people are excited for those, Miguel. Uh, do you think the Hazlab campaign will launch as soon as the current Transformers campaign ends or during June, says Ryan. Ryan, do I think... I don't even want to think of another Hazlab right now. Give me a break. I think um, if if it's going to come at all, it will probably be Yojo June or in and around that time. I don't think we'll get it... I say that maybe they reveal something on this one, but I I don't know. I don't think so. Um, anyway, I'm still waiting on the Firefly wave. RKW, what was in that wave? Firefly, Tunnel Rat. Who else was in that? I've completely forgotten. It's been so long. I can't believe you're still waiting for it. Who else was in that wave? I've completely blanked on what that wave was. Grunt, maybe? Desert Snake Eyes? Was it that wave? I know Desert Snake Eyes wasn't part of the wave of, of figures, but it was in that time period. I mean, it's a different format. It's a, yeah. Oh, no, maybe. No, no, it was. It was. Low Light. Grunt Low Light. Yeah. Grunt Low Light, Firefly, Tunnel Rat, Crimson. Oh, Crimson Viper, not Tunnel Rat. Yeah, you're right. Okay, thank you. Grunt Low Light, Crimson Viper, Firefly. How? Yeah, that's that seems like so, so long ago now. Crazy Pants. Um, Okay, anyway, right, I think that brings us to the end of what I'm expecting for Yojo, not Yojo Jean, for the February 29th event, uh, which, again, I'm just going ahead and, I mean, let's face it, it's, it's probably going to be that. Um, oh, it was a five-figure wave, I'm an idiot. Yeah, it was Tunnel Rat, it was one of the last five-figure waves, wasn't it? Of course, duh. Yeah, so I was right, Tunnel Rat, Tunnel Rat was in there. Okay, cool. Um, 2029 preview says Yorktown Joe, classified astronaut with Apollo capsule, 65th for Joe, 60th for the moon. I like that, Yorktown Joe. That I want them to just do that like immediately. Figure six pack says Hasbro fan stream question mark. Yes, that's what we're talking about right now. 
Um, this is a preview of what we expect to see during the uh, almost inevitable Hasbro fan stream on the 29th. It's not official. We're just basing that off the Entertainment Earth um, drop zone date. Um, and of course, the fact that, you know, we're expecting a Hasbro G.I. Joe fan stream at some point. So, yeah, um, it's just putting two and two together and speculating a thousand. Um, anyway, that was my little preview of what I think we can expect from a little preview. This is a two hour show almost um, of what to expect for that almost inevitable Hasbro event. Let's move on to shout outs and we'll get this. We'll get this show on the road. Have you tried Hoarder yet? No? Well, you need to. If you have a collection of things and want to create a fun and easy way of organising it and, of course, showing it off, then get involved. You can post items and build collections and you can drop a status by getting a fun delivery or seeing some awesome related stuff on your travels. Build your collections with Hoarder. The app is free to download on Google Play and the App Store, so what are you waiting for? Get to hoarding. Yes, get to hoarding indeed. Um, massive things coming for that platform, and I, I'm so excited. Obviously, they're going to take a little while to implement, but we are making some cool advancements, and I'm very excited to start showing off new features and all sorts of cool stuff on Hoarder. So, yeah, um, the other thing is we're working on a lot of other um, bits and pieces in the meantime. Uh, there's issues with um, territories at the moment. I'm not sure if it's available like everywhere, unfortunately. Um, there's not much we can do about that at this moment in time, at the mo unfortunately, but we will uh, be working on that on the upgrade. So we'll get to that. Anyway, lots of good stuff coming, and I can't wait to kind of show that off to everybody. Now, shout outs. We'll start with Pat and Phil, because Pat usually shouts Phil out. Uh, of course, Pat couldn't be on the show today uh, again. I'm sorry, it's like third in a row now, really missing um actually having conversation on the show where i'm just not talking to my like to well you know i'm not saying i'm talking to myself but i do tend to just ramble on for hours and hours um and it's funny isn't it the two sh the shows that pat hasn't been on have gone the longest i feel like i am the problem then in that case i am the problem it's me um i'm the problem it's me um so yeah pat shout out to pat and articulated points and of course phil his uh, co-host on that amazing show if you haven't checked it out check it out subscribe to them link in the description go nuts please and thank you anyway hopefully pat will be back next week and if fingers crossed and again this isn't pat's fault this is my fault and my my availability uh is obviously not vibing with with pats at the moment and that's my fault so hopefully i'll be able to fix that next week and we can do a normal show at a normal time okay um i am such an anti-hero aren't i ryan oh my god have we got swifties in the chat <laughs> um anyway yeah so um yeah articulated points massive shout out to those lads brilliant stuff uh massive shout out to my wonderful wife kate and my lovely little my lovely little phoebes who are upstairs i could hear a tick tacking along the floor uh, above me um a second ago um yeah big shout out to them uh, and of course to the families the uk and the us families big weekend for my us family who are all kansas city chief fans uh, so all the all the best to them in uh, the uh, the super bowl the superb owl um anyway oh thank you very much peppermint oil capsule uh, for the super chat, just because really appreciate the support. Thank you so much, and a big shout out to Sergeant Slaughter Slaughterhouse, uh, Zazzle as well. All, all the, the, the I know there's a bit of a 
there's, there's lots of multiple channels that you like me to shout out every now and again. So yeah, big shout out to you guys. And thank you so much for the super chat. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, anyway, yeah. And big shout out to Kate. You have to put up with me doing these shows like every single day almost. Um, next up to Brian Sauer for the awesome amazing graphics we're still in winter mode i feel like we'll be in winter mode for the rest of our lives out here it just feels like it's winter all the time now so ruddy cold it's why i'm wearing a big thick woolly jumper it's not even that cold in our house but it's just it's just the vibe of cold outside um anyway big shout out to brian and our wonderful graphics uh we love them and also related to brian uh assembly required again we shouted this out last week but we're shouting out again of course the 13th annual Assembly Required Iowa G.I. Joe convention has sort of been announced. The date has as well, November 8th and then the 9th, 2024. And the theme looks very much to be of a Destro's Iron Grenadiers vibe, doesn't it? Um, so that's probably what to expect. Um, again, amazing stuff. Very excited for it. And um, hopefully we can make it this year. Um, it's a little ways off right now, so I think we might be good. I'm not going to obviously say right now that we're going to be going 100%, but I feel like it's promising. So fingers crossed we can attend um, Assembly Required in Iowa. Um, brilliant stuff. We, we love that show as well. Des Moines is, is amazing. We love that show. It's great. Great people. Fantastic. Just It's just a great, intimate show. I love it very much. Uh, intimate. Sounds like it's sexy. Um, anyway, shout out as well to Heritage Auctions, who are still running that bonkers um, uh, auction, is the word I'm looking for, which is actually a clue in the title, McLeod. Um, the funny, the interesting thing is that finishes in six days. So I think we're not going to have, we won't have another shout out for it um, next week, obviously, because it'll be, it'll be done. Um, or will it? It'll be done technically on this. I might, we might just get a shout out on the last uh, Friday, right? What date is the is Friday? I'll just have a quick look. Yeah, Friday the 16th. So we have to do it on Friday next week because we'll be doing one more shout out to remind you that everything is closing on the 16th. Uh, and we thought we'd highlight the Cobra La 3 pack uh, uh, for this one. Yeah, I was going to say, is anyone here bidding? That's a good point, actually. I think there are a few people in here because I do get a few com comments every now and again saying like, uh, stop stop commenting on it stop mentioning it i'm trying to get this anyway um i i highlighted the cobra la 3 pack not just because of nemesis immortals kind of recent classified um you know name only drop but and not only because of cobra commander issue 1 but because uh this was a little anecdote i had it's it's not even that interesting but um i remember the first i didn't we didn't have this in the us in the uk so didn't know it existed, just knew obviously the VHS uh, movie existed. It was only later on that I realized that the action figures of these three particular uh, characters were, I don't remember when it was, but it, was, it wasn't It was when I was a kid, basically. Um, it must have been like either, oh, it must have been like, it would have been like early 2000s, I think I worked out that these were a, a thing. And that's crazy, isn't it, when you think about it? But um, anyway... Really excited to find out there was a three pack. It was became like a little holy grail of mine. I wanted a carded set, and I remember um, it was at the Springfield Convention. Shout out to David Gall of Toy Hunter fame. Uh, we, we, we're like we're quite close with David now. Every time we see him, it's like it's like really cool. Like you know, got his you know, it, it, yeah, we're 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 friends with David. That's which that's quite interesting. And um, I so that the whole story of Toy Hunter. 
started when Nick, I was with Nick for Indemon Toys doing a show in Birmingham at the NEC. And we're doing we're doing the show with Indemon Toys and uh, we've got our booth set up and everything. And we're setting up actually at the time. And over just like two booths away with like in like a, one of those big central uh, section sort of booths, um, we could see Jordan Hembra and David Gall and a couple other people from like, you know, producers and stuff from the show Toy Hunter setting up a stall next to us. And we're like, hang on, that's because we've been watching that show like religiously before that particular event as well. It was one of our little kind of guilty pleasures. Yes, we knew it was all kind of a bit fake and all that kind of stuff. Of course we did. Uh, we know how the TV think the reality TV in the US works. We, we, but we just enjoyed seeing the toys and we just enjoyed seeing them being talked about and all that kind of stuff. So we would watch that show in the shop quite often. So we knew them like immediately. And we were like, oh my goodness, it's it's Jordan and, and David. So I went over there and said hi and uh, had a chat with David and that was really cool and had a chat with Jordan. And he was really nice at the time as well. All great, lovely stuff. Um, and then... You know, and then, and then I started. I saw that they were putting out some turtles carded figures, and I'm like, "Oh, they're nice. I really like those. I, I wouldn't mind, you know, getting them. Um, how much would they be going for?" And he said, "Oh, yeah, we want to we want to sell them on the show. Would you want would do you want do you mind being on the show?" And I'm like, "Absolutely not. Let's do it. I'd be well into that." So they said, "Yeah, come back tomorrow during the during the day about like one o'clock when it's the show's kind of moving. We'll we'll hold those for you. Like you, you know, those turtles are yours. We agreed on a price." I think it was like $400 at the time. There was lots. It was like, I think I bought like, like 36 carded turtles figures. Like, you know, it was a lot. And it was a decent price, honestly. I was quite happy with that. Um, and anyway, so I was like, yeah, great. And they were all like really difficult ones to there was like loads of like like I've got there's a there's a post on Instagram about it. I did like a, a picture of all of the the carded figures laid out that I picked up from that show. And um, in any case. That was great. All organized, all sorted out, shook hands, all that kind of jazz. Um, and the next day I, I turn up, I walk over there at like one in the afternoon. It's freezing in that event center, by the way, absolutely freezing. So I was wearing a jacket. I had a frigging scarf on, uh, I, you know, like just, just, just really frigging cold. And um, I go up, up there and they've got these like huge, like they're all like in t-shirts and stuff. I'm like, how can you be in t-shirts? I'm like, but it's because they're under these like um, like heavy hot lamps, like you know, like TV kind of lighting and everything, and so they're like really, it's 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 like roasting over there. So I go over there in a jacket and a, and a scarf, and I'm on camera for a bit, and I'm like, oh god, I'm really like sweating here. I really hope that doesn't come across. Thankfully, it didn't. I think I got away with it. But um, what's really interesting is I walked over there. And I start speaking to David. Um, David notices me. He's talking to someone else about Batman something. I'm in like the crowd or whatever. And then, but it's not, it's one of those things where you can, you can still walk around and look at the stuff on in, in, they want you to like walk around in the shop to kind of create background and stuff like that. They don't, you know, you just have to be a bit quiet when you're right in the middle of it. You don't, can't really talk out loud or what have you. So I'm like, I walk over there and I'm looking at the turtles figures. David turns around and he sees me, right? And he goes, Oh, hey, Chris. Comes over, shakes my hand, we start chatting and everything. It's like, cool, like, yada, 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 turtles, this, turtles, that. And they'd said the night before, they said, We'll get you to talk about the turtles a little bit, like your experience with them, what you know about them, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, Okay, cool. Like, I'm a friggin' turtle. I love turtles. I was a turtles expert, in my opinion. Um, and I had like, you know, my little kind of spiel I had about the UK thing and the the censorship for Michelangelo's nunchucks and a lot of the the fight scenes were cut and all this kind of stuff. Um, and he ended up, you know, in general, the cartoon ended up giving him 
or making him utilize the um uh the uh what's it called grappling hook i do you know again i've told you before i struggle with grappling hook i always forget it but it's that like turtle grappling hook that he uses isn't it instead of the nunchucks towards the end of the series and that happened across the board it's like nunchucks became like a big problem across the world for some reason so anyway I think it's because kids were using them and hitting themselves, knocking them out, hurting themselves. Someone might have died by hitting themselves in the head. I don't know. That might just be one of those um, uh, urban myths kind of thing. But anyway, I'm, I'm I'm there. I'm standing there, like, ready to kind of talk to David. He comes over, he says hi, shake hands. And then he's like, yeah, right, cool. Tell us about the turtles. So I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, so in the UK, and I start talking about them and going on, waffling on for ages about turtles and how much I love them while I'm holding one of the figures and like pointing at stuff and talking to David. And I didn't realize, but they started filming, they'd started filming way before I'd realized. And like they start, like, they, the camera almost appeared just to the over the shoulder of David. And I'm just like, oh my god, the pressure got ridiculous like i'm not even kidding like i was like talking everything in my head i'm crying i'm like oh my god there's a camera on me i can't look at it i can't look at it gotta look at david gotta look at it gotta focus gotta keep talking about what i'm talking about that's just what was going on in my head and i'm literally like you know talking about this turtle stuff and everything and it's like oh i'm like literally like oh my god and then uh get to the end of it and he's like right okay i'm gonna go tell jordan you're here and we'll we'll get a uh we'll we'll you know, we'll haggle. And I'm like, we're not haggling. I've already all I've already bought these off you guys, basically. So then I didn't have any money. I didn't take any money with me. Nick was watching, thankfully, and he had the foresight to take money out of the of the kitty for me, knowing how much it was, and have it on him just in case. I didn't ask him to do that. He just had the foresight to do it because he's intelligent, unlike me. The funniest thing was though. And this, I don't think I have told this before, and it's hilarious. Just before I started, um, just before, like, as I, I was talking, yada, 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 right, I was stopped at one point and asked by the producers if I had chewing gum in my mouth. And I said, yeah, I do. And they said, can you get rid of it? Um, and then we'll we'll do that segment again. And I'm like, not in like a nasty way. They were really nice about it. And I was like, yeah, of course, like, of course I will. But there was nowhere to throw it away. There were no bins or anything near me. And Nick, <laughs> Nick just comes out of the audience, puts his hand out, and I put the chewing gum in his hand, and he just walks back off. And, and the, they look to me, and I'm like, I, I'm so, don't worry, that's just my personal assistant. And they genuinely believe me. <laughs> Joking, of course. And they, it was like all a big laugh and everything, and Nick threw it away, whatever. But one, yeah, it was it was just it was the, the the optics of that were hilarious. Like I was some sort of like, I don't know, like I had like an entourage with me who were dealing with every disgusting thing that had to. It was just so funny, and and so I put this chewing gum in Nick's hand, and he just and like there was it was automatic. There was no like discussion. There was no. He was just like he was so there for me. It was amazing. So he does that, and then I started the, the conversation again and did all that kind of stuff. Anyway, Jordan Hem returns round. And, and he's like, oh, hey, Chris. And he shakes my hand and everything. And all this is being filmed. And then David says to him, oh, um, Chris wants to buy these Turtles figures. And he goes, oh, which ones? And he goes, all of them. And Jordan goes, all of them? In this, like, really ridiculous, over-the-top sort of, like, comical way. Like, really, like, over-the-top. And I was, like, taken aback by it a little bit. I'm, like, like a little bit, like, wanting to laugh a little bit as well. And... Um, and they stopped. The producers stopped the show at that point and said, "Oh, Jordan, yeah, could you? We'll, we'll do that again. We'll do that whole thing again." 
but could you do a bit more excited? Could you do it a little bit more excitable? And I'm like, what the <laughs> how can they do that more excitable? I will never know. Anyway, so they they recorded the whole they started again. We started that kind of little phase, shake the hand, said hi, all that kind of good stuff. And do the whole thing again. Like it's really weird because you're like, oh, this is so deja vu. And people are watching as well. So it's it's it, it's a, there's a crowd around, so it's really like a bit weird and nervy. And so he said, Yeah, rich guy buying up all the turtles with his chewing gum valet. <laughs> oh my god. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna call Nick after this today, probably, and just go and talk about this again and say that we talked about it on the show because Honestly, it'll be so fun to talk about it with him again. Um, anyway, so yeah, so they do it again, and Jordan goes, Oh, like it's, I don't know how he managed to make it even more ridiculous than the first time, right? But he did, and it was amazing, right? So they did that, great, whatever. Um, and then, and then it was like, Well, and then the haggling thing came along, and he basically, I thought he was going to start at a higher number. And get down to the number that we'd already agreed on. But he went straight on number 400. And I'm like, well, I'm not negotiating you down on something we've already negotiated. So I was in like a, I was back to being against the wall. I was like, yeah, that's great. Shook his hand. And everyone that watched that episode were like, man, you caved early. I'm like, we'd already agreed on the price. <laughs> I thought he was going to say like 500 or something. And then we'd like whittle it down. To, I'd say like 350. And then he'd say, well, how about let's say 400. And I'm like, okay, let's do that. That's what I thought was going to happen. Well, that didn't happen. Um, but anyway, um, that was the the whole episode. It was great. Said, got the figures, walked off in happy, whatever, you, what have you. And um, the only reason I'm saying this on Heritage Auctions is because it lines up the, the next anecdote I've got for you guys. Um, yes, there's a, there's a, there's an element of fakeness to it, RKW. It, of course, it is. We knew it was from from day one. Um, that is the you know the reality TV kind of uh, situation. But anyway, um, I thought that I found that really really hilarious. So did all that. Um, got to know David over the weekend as well, and Jordan. And um, you know they were really nice, really nice to us. Got pictures with them and all that kind of stuff. Um, ended up like being, I think, Facebook friends with David as well. Um, I, I've actually been in contact recently with Jordan, um, kind of via kind of email. So that's quite that's quite interesting and fun. But like like loads of kind of stuff like that. Anyway, that happened. It went on TV, uh, and and they aired my entire segment. And I was really surprised because I thought they were going to cut loads because I waffled on for ages or what I felt was ages. Um, obviously we had to do multiple takes and all that kind of stuff. I say multiple takes. I had to stop for chewing gum and start again. And I had to stop for Jordan's all of them and do that again. There's only twice. Uh, but eventually like when we got it all together, effectively the whole segment was left in my talk about the turtles in the UK and all this kind of stuff. And it was like, wow, got like full on screen time, like constant screen time for minutes. And I was like, this is crazy cool. And, um, I think because we watched the show for so long, um nick 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 was just so like excited to you know to 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 have to have been involved with it and everything i think that's why he wanted to take my chewing gum and give me 400 bucks in hand that was the other thing i forgot to mention when we said 400 dollars and i shook his hand um i i turned to nick and he slapped the 400 in my hand the same guy that took my chewing gum by the way and i gave him the 400 like that and they were like holy crap you do have an assistant it was so funny they didn't air that bit but um, that was just so funny, and actually, the whole crowd were laughing at that point. Like it was like it was like a sitcom at, at that stage. They they laughed at the chewing gum bit, 
And then they laughed even louder at the bit when Nick gave me the 400 bucks. And it's like, it's like he became like this meme almost. If it had been back in the day and he'd been on camera and they caught that, or someone had filmed it off, off on the side on their phone, if it had been that sort of period of time where that was happening more often, he would have been a meme and it would have been hilarious and it should be. Uh, anyway, shout out to Nick and everything. Anyway, that leads me to this, which is the longest way to go around an anecdote, isn't it? So we're at Springfield, um, JoeCon. David Gall turns up and he's like, oh, hey, man. And we're like chatting away and everything. So that was the reason I remembered David because he was at that show and we we hung out for a bit. We hung out and had uh, had drinks and stuff as well. Really nice guy. Very like, and he was like helping people because he was from the local area and people were like needing things. He'd drive off and go and get them stuff. And he was just being really nice to everybody. He was great. So really loved David. And um, yeah, really nice dude. Anyway. And shout out to them, Jordan, Toy Under, everything it was fun. So um, we're at the show, and it was at that show that I finally saw, for the first time in the flesh, a carded example of the Cobra R3 pack. There was a bit of damage on the card, but it was going for decent money. It wasn't too expensive, and I was like, oh, def it was like 80 bucks at the time, I think. Um, so I was like, oh, I really want that. But I, the, at that point in time, I was rushing to a, a panel that um, we really wanted to see. So I was like, well, it, it, I'll, I'll come back and get it when I come back. I shouldn't, I should, I should have realized it would have sold. When I came back, it was gone and I was lamenting the fact. So I was looking that whole con, I was looking for it, couldn't find any, couldn't find one. I was gutted, right? Um, so I ended up getting one of these on eBay much later in, on, many years later, finally got it uh, in my collection. And thankfully, it was a much better condition. It was, only a little bit more expensive as well. I think it was only like a hundred bucks. I don't think it was a, it was crazy expensive. And obviously now they're going for much, much more uh, money, which, you know, again, like I'm happy to have got it when I did. Um, and I'm glad at the end of the day, I didn't get the one at Springfield because for 80 bucks, you know, even though it was 80 bucks, it was, the card was damaged. It was a little, you know, it was still more or less there. But it was, yeah, I wanted to, I'm really happy I got a, de a, a really, really good one. And on eBay as well, I wasn't screwed over, which has happened so many times um, in so many different ways. Uh, I'm not a fan of eBay anymore. I think that was one of the last things I bought off eBay, actually. Um, anyway, that's that. So Heritage Auctions, that is still going. You've got six days to bid, and we'll probably be doing a last day kind of... Uh, so we might, if it's not on the weekly, we'll do a post to remind you guys that the 16th is the last day to get your bid in. in. Uh, link in the description if you want to follow along. Now, um, shout out as well to David Gillis and Brian Hickey for their uh, current Kickstarter, um, the uh, More News As It's Made. Link in the description uh, for that one. Also, big shout out to Bob Breakin, who showed this image uh, recently on his social um channels uh with him next to his red wolf original red wolf sketch um that birthed the original red wolf figure uh, and of course with his new figures as well from skeletron uh they sent him the uh the four inch and the three and a half the three and three quarter inch figures um which i did an unboxing of very recently um so yeah massive shout out to bob you deserve all of those mate uh and thanks again as well for your consulting prowess on the uh, the whole um what's it called the whole project and campaign in the first place um i know Pepper, i know i'm sorry for scaring you with that image i, po I apologize mr drake says when is the next classified event we're expecting the 29th of february mr drake but we don't know for sure but it's pretty obvious it'll be february the 29th based on an entertainment earth 
drop to answer your question. Um, so that's really awesome. Uh, shout out to Bob Breakin. Love Bob. Um, he's the best. Um, and then also, of course, Skeletron did put up their four-inch Gywolf, four-inch Wolf Trooper, three and three-quarter Retro Trooper. Um, they put all of those up on on Tuesday, just gone um, on their on Skeletron.com. So you can go and check that. You can get those actually um, uh, right now. And there is also, of course, your your Skeletron Red Shadows Commander, which you can actually create using your Wolf Trooper uh, with that head. Um, that spare head in the set. Really cool. You're welcome, Mr. Drake. Um, I know it was kind of funny after the fact, Peppermint or Capsule, when I scared you with an image of Bob with I think the I think the thing that scared you was because I put a heart hearts and skulls across the top to make it look like he possibly died and I was unhappy. But no, he hadn't. So yeah, it uh, I'm glad that wasn't the case. Uh, and I hope I, have, I don't, hope I don't have to do that anytime soon. Um, so yes, um, I know it's funny in the aftermath, but yeah, um, apologies for scaring you a little bit about that post about Bob. Uh, anyway, so shout out to Skeletron for getting all those awesome figures. And we've got the next phase coming up as well of uh, deliveries, which will be the six inch figures. Oh my God, I can't wait. Um, anyway, then of course, massive shout out to Kickley, who's been posting some really well, very thematic um like you know, work art pieces recently. Of course, we've got the classic um, kind of like end scene to um, the movie, which has got a lot going on. I love the fact you've got Falcon and Serpentor fighting on his air chariot. For a second, for a short second, when I saw this image the first time, I thought Falcon was underneath it, like he is at what at one point on in the movie, and those are his feet sticking out the back. But of course, no, that's the uh, the kind of the little uh, fins on the back of the uh, air chariot. Hilarious though. Uh, but there, there he is fighting with him. You've got Jinx and Pythona giving it the big one in front of the BET, and you've got Sarge and Nemesis and Forcer going at it, and you've got Globulus just flying around with his time worm, which is arguably the cutest thing in the G.I. Joe universe ever created. Uh, the Time Worm, I want a, to be a real thing. I want a Time Worm on a stick that is a, like an electric one that kind of moves its way up the, up the stick and then comes back down again. I want that so bad. Globulus looks like a bad wart. He does look a bit warty in his uh, flying wart, doesn't he? Uh, anyway, amazing stuff from Kickley again. And again, packed full of like lovely little features like you know how the floor separates when it when it breaks in half and you got the the kind of like spikes and everything really nice stuff really nice stuff um and the, um, there might even be other things in there that i haven't noticed because this is another thing with kickley's work there's always something in there that i miss but i think i got everything there pythona jinx serpentor their chariot and serpentor and falcon sarge nemesis enforcer uh the time worm and the little and the bet of course and the little other elements. That thing in the background, is that one of the statues, the Cobra Last statues, isn't it? Um, anyway, brilliant stuff. If there is anything else in there that I've missed, like is there a squidgy face hugger anywhere knocking about? Probably not. Okay, amazing stuff. Love it. He also continued his movie theme with the uh, the rawhides here. Um, Beachhead, Chuckles, Tunnel Rat, Big Lob, Jinx, and Law and Order. Um, love this again with the, uh, the bass. I love his version of the bass there and all of the tomahawks and uh, planes and stuff fly, flying over in the distance. It's just so good. This is brilliant. I mean, for what this is, how beautiful is this image? Like, for what it, they're all standing still 
and Beachhead is giving it the big end. But there's so much going on here. It's it's just great. And obviously, you know, the, straight out of the movie too. I love it. Uh, another one out of the movie, and another one that I originally not noticed. Uh, obviously, this is Nemesis Enforcer from the scene where he's in, introduced, right with those where the spores are. Um, and he's dragging Cobra Commander, which I didn't notice at first. I just thought it was Nemesis Enforcer and didn't notice Cobra Commander being dragged behind him. Brilliant stuff. Uh, in his winter jacket as well, no less. So, yeah, again, straight out of the um, uh, out of the, uh, the, the animated movie. Brilliant stuff. And uh, I'll tell you what, if this is kind of what the classified version looks like i wouldn't be too i wouldn't be too upset that looks wicked i love some of the detail he's given it some of the the diff you know the i don't know some of the lines work on there's really great the wings look phenomenal really good stuff how have we never gotten a toy of the bet aaron i don't know honestly it, it i think maybe super seven are, are the ones to do that for the o-ring at least uh and i think they should do uh and then of course we come on to, um, like, again, this is more of a story, a thematic story of Snake Eyes in the Terradrome with a, a few of the other Joes. But then it's kind of, it turns into this, this scene where he's attacking a bunch of Vipers and Crimson Guards. And there's this shot, which is amazing, of him jumping down onto this uh, unsuspecting Viper, uh, which is just really cool. And then that turns into this, which is where you see him basically land cleaving the viper that was looking at him but then you see almost like the the uh different versions of him moving through almost like a you know uh different phases of his of his uh, movements throughout this image where he's landed taken out one of the vipers kind of move forward cut a few vipers down who are then like falling backwards with their guns firing in the air he's thrown a knife behind him as well and taken the other viper out in the on, on the far left gone through his blooming chrome visor and then he's jumping into the, the air to take out a bunch more uh, troops. There's a beheaded um, blooming Crimson Guard in there too, and Viper. A couple of uh, violent slices have gone on there. Um, and yeah, and Crate and firing the Uzi at the same time as well at the last kind of scene. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. I mean, just crazy good artwork. I love it. And I love the stuff that he hides in there too. Loads of like cute little things. Like again, him throwing the knife from behind in the, in the second phase of Snake Eyes and taking that Viper out. There's just so much going on here in one image. It's it's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, and that's it. We've come to the end of the episode. It's gone on too long. Apologies. Thanks very much, guys. It's been a pleasure chatting with you uh, all day long already so far. What have we got coming up? Lots. We've got um, an Intel Q&A is happening uh, for our patrons at 6pm tonight. Um, we've got uh, EST. We've got Let's Talk Classified Leatherneck very close to being completed. So we'll try and bust that out on Sunday. Um, I'll probably try and do another unboxing on Sunday if that fails. And we'll be looking at next up is Shockwave. So yeah, um, we'll be busting Shockwave out in the next unboxing if we if that's what it is. Um, but it will be Shockwave next anyway. And yeah, we've got loads coming. Once I've completed Let's Talk Classified Leatherneck, we've got Let's Talk Classified uh, Xandar. And I think that's it for my Let's Talk Classified series for that point. I think we've done, uh, we'll have covered everyone uh, of the name onlys. And then, of course, the 29th, we'll get a new batch, which is nice. Anyway, I will be, uh, like I said, I'll be coming to you as much as possible. That gross. 
set of uh, gross way of describing it. I'll be appearing on your screens as much as possible this week um, and this weekend. So have a great rest of your weekend, guys. Stay fresh cheese bags. Um, and as always, after three, you know what to do. One, two, three, full force. See you later. Make sure you get involved with the discussion by liking, sharing and commenting on these videos and as always you can keep up with the show after listening by following on X, formerly Twitter, at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Full Force. We've also added a brand new Instagram so check us out there as well at The Full Force Podcast and if you would like to contact the show you can message us on any of those platforms with feedback and questions. We also have a Patreon page so if you want to show your support for the show, see your name up in lights on these videos or enjoy exclusive bonus content then check out patreon.com forward slash the full force podcast or click on the link on any of the posts this podcast appears in full force